Hello everyone and welcome to Final Show. I'm John, the executive producer here, and I've just got a few pre-show notes for you. First of all, I want to let everybody know that our addresses have changed. Uh, our Twitch channel has changed from Sinstaku to twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms, and our YouTube channel has also changed to youtube.com slash finalshowfilms. Next, we want to thank our $20 tier supporters on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash films, by the way, if you want to go throw a couple bucks our way. That's going to be Cat Waterflame, Antitonic, Samantha Bates, and Maureen Monty. Thank you guys for that. Also, our website is in the process of getting updated. So go take a look at finalshowfilms.com. We've got Mara and Jeremy are working on updating all of our stuff there, making it look nice and like a modern website, and frankly, they know what they're doing far better than I or Austin ever did, so if you want to check out the things that are changing over there, you go do that. Follow us on Twitter, at Final Show Films, for updates uh, for all future things, including things that are going on with our website, and going on with the Patreon page, and things that are going on live as we stream them, uh, as well as our podcasts and everything else, so thank you very much for watching, y'all have a good day. Now they're hearing you guys as we go to the thing and say hello! Welcome to Final Show Films Productions of Ravnica, Rumble Belt Scrappers. Uh, I'm John, I'm the GM uh, for this game, and the camera is a little bit lower than it normally is because it's on my lovely new GM screen that you guys can't see at home, provided to us by uh, Cognitive Merchant. I finally got it. It came in the mail for Christmas. It was my Christmas present to myself from last year. There with the camera. That's uh, cool. It's easily shifted. We knocked it off like 57 different times here. Tell me, tell me when let's, it's right. Let's readjust the cameras. Tell me uh, when we're good. That's good. Right there. Right there. Emma, you are on camera, by the way. I, <laughs> I was going to do this like whole big reveal, and now I'm on camera. It's like, yeah, dang it. I was just going to put out a disclaimer. Like, I was I was hidden under here. I was just going to say, okay, I'm going to be hidden here. Nobody fart on me. <laughs> Anyways. You did real, very well yourself. I failed my stealth so bad. And I rolled a natural one and I kicked the camera. <laughs> it also doesn't help that, that camera is pointed down, so it's really hard to hide low on the head. Unless you're literally under the table, which I do not recommend. I've tried it. It's not as comfortable as you would think. So, so she rolled. She I wouldn't advantage it for book out two ones. Anyways. No, it was a disadvantage. Um, <laughs> anyways. So. Uh, <clears throat> I'm John, I'm the Game Master, uh, as we are playing in the world of Ravnica, using the Guildmaster's, using the Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica. I love you too. <laughs> Sorry, John. As I try to do my opening spiel. <laughs> Don't worry, John, nobody gets to finish their opening spiel uninterrupted here. No, it's true, and I, but that's, that's a final show film's thing. Is, uh, I'm sorry. Actually, that's a, that's a group of almost 30-somethings getting together. Because you notice that the like early 20s people are not interrupting us. No, the early 20s people are interrupting us. Emma's <laughs> <laughs> 25. Okay. I always forget. Okay. See, Rudy's almost 30 and he's no, not in his mid 20s or literally in the middle of the 20s. <laughs> a quarter of a century person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways. Back to Rubble Belt Raiders. <laughs> Rubble Belt Scrappers. 
Rumble have a card. Rumble Raiders is a card. Travers is not. Or um, it's always sunny in the Forgotten Realms. Well, we so yes, we are playing in the we are playing in the we are we are playing in the plane of Ravnica, uh, using the Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica. I am going to be running with this group of individuals through a mini campaign as they partake in the Clan of Gruel. Not Gruel, then die. Correct. Um, <laughs> joining me today is William. Hi, I'm William, and I'm playing Shani Dragonheart. Who's not quite certain how she got here because she's a dwarf, and as you might know, there's no dwarves on Ravnica. Well, you know how you got here. I know how I got here. Unfortunately, something exploded while I was on Kaladesh, and uh, here I am. It happens. And then you sort of got adopted into the rural clan. <laughs> <laughs> also joining me is Holly. Hi, I'm Holly, and I am playing Ari, and she is a centaur, and she is a druid. And Austin? Hi, I'm Austin slash units, and I am playing Kovar, the centaur rogue. <laughs> nicknamed Crowbar. Rogues come in all kinds. You need rogues that are sneaky, and you also need rogues that know how to beat people upside the head. I should probably mention, by the way, that I'm a monk. Yep. Uh, and Rudy? Hey, I'm Rudy. I'll be playing Garas, um, uh, Minotaur Barbarian. <laughs> and Zach. Hey. I'm Zach, and I'm playing Razgun, the Goblin Wizard. Uh, Stan is out of town, but he'll be joining us again sometime in the future. And we also, uh, this week, have special guest, Electric Galaxy. I have BB-8. Yeah. Hey. Emma will be joining us uh, as a visitor. Uh, not, not, not to play, but just to hang around. Eventually she might sit in the chair. We don't know. We'll find out. Uh, I like the floor. <laughs> the, floor is, the floor is where the cool kids are at. It likes <laughs> Yay. That's what I said the last time I was drunk, but nobody believed me. Anyway. <laughs> so we pick up in the Rumble Belt. On the Plain of Ravnica, the Plain of Ravnica is a cityscape that encompasses the globe. Uh, and is filled to the brim with individuals partake, uh, uh, pertaining to one of the ten guilds? The ten guilds, ten and then guilds. there are the guildless. Ten guilds and the guildless. But we're not concerned about most of those guilds. Uh, because most of the, all, almost all of those guilds live in the city itself, partaking in the various technological and civilization wonders that exist in the realm of Ravnica. Instead, we are concerned more with the people that live outside the city. Where not a very big stretch of land. In, in, yeah, but we're working on making it bigger. In 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 the wilds, in the wilds of Ravnica, known as the Rubble Belt, the place the places that have been abandoned and destroyed and uh, left to ruin. That would be the clan, the the various Gruul clans. Once a, once a proud and mighty guild since sundered into several different types of clans. Our players today are a group of scrappers belonging to the Burning Tree. The uh, de facto leader of the Gruul clans, though the Gruul clans aren't unified enough to actually officiate a leader. Um, but everybody respects Borborygmos because he's the biggest. Because he is the biggest and the strongest and has two heads. No, that's Rorikthar. Oh, no, Rorikthar has two heads. That's right. He's also really big. But he's the leader of it. He's the leader he of a smaller a, clan. He's the leader of a different clan. Well, smaller only in numbers. They are the biggest individuals in, in the guild. No, you're thinking of the, the Bulwark. Yeah, he's not, the of he's not the leader of the Bulwark. Who's he the leader of? Uh, I don't remember the name of that guild. I thought he was the leader of the Bulwarks. Anyways, 
regardless of the various minutia. Uh, a gathering of the clans has been called, and the various disparate war bands of the Burning Tree are returning home uh, to the Burning Trees to the Burning Trees camp, the only really stationary play, uh, uh, location amongst the Gruel, which is another reason why the Burning Tree are considered the leaders, at least by the other guilds, because they're the only ones that they can regularly contact with any success. I mean, you can certainly contact some of the other guilds, it just won't be quite as I said, civil. I said, with any success. <laughs> success is relative. Um... So the group of you, uh, and along with several, the group of you are a scrapper group, a scrapper band belonging to the war band of Kartok, a massive Minotaur barbarian who gained his fame and gained his status as a war band leader by single-handedly destroying a Rubble Hulk. Uh, Rubble Hulk, for those of you who aren't familiar with the various terms of magic, is what happens when a building falls down and decides, you know what, I'm gonna get back up on its own. Um. Uh, your warband in particular has been scouting a little bit closer to uh, is it territory than most others, and so you've you in particular have been having to deal with the castoffs of the various uh, of the various bits and bobs that the is it always tend to mess with. In fact, your wizard, uh, your your the, the 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 wizard of your scrappers actually has a little bit of is it technology that you can add to your character sheet now. Uh, you, on the last scrapping tour that you guys went out on, you managed to find a pyroconverger. Uh, you're not quite, you, you, you've only just recently sort of figured out how to work it, but uh, you, 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 you have a pyroconverger, which you can already have attuned to yourself if you wish. Cool. Um, that you managed to find on your last scrap, on your last scrapping. Your group, as well as two other groups of scrappers, are called before Kartok. This massive minotaur with one horn broken off, a giant axe over one shoulder, and a giant war pick over the other, as he sits on a pile of rubble, uh, a, a maka, a tamed maka, sitting at his side. This large... Tame. Tame. <laughs> a, a ta as tamed as maka get. Um, as tamed as the gruel keep their... <laughs> Animals. Which is as tamed as Maka get. <laughs> no one else tames Maka. Gruels tame them. Gruel tame them. They befriend them. They befriend them. Might be more accurate. Yeah. A Maka that won't bite anyone who is a gruel that he doesn't want to bite. Yes. I mean... His, 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 his befriended Maka sitting at his side. Uh, so the group of you are sort of in the middle of these other two scrapper groups. On your left-hand side, there are a group of goblin sappers. Uh, it's basically about 15 goblins, each of whom have a variety of different things that go boom, and, are, and use those things that go boom to knock down things that don't move. Uh, on the other side of you... Everything moves with enough application of explosives or brute force. Yes, and that's what they're there to fix. Uh, on the other side of you, there are there are, uh, a scrapper group that are a bunch that are a couple of ogre siege malls, basically uh, uh, giant ogres that have bits of building that they use to knock down other buildings. And then there's you guys in the middle who are a slightly more varied group. Let's go ahead and describe our slightly more varied group, starting with our monk. <laughs> uh, I believe that the uh, the way that I had initially described Shani was sort of the 
the um, dwarven Chandra, in that she's very, uh, very pale, bright red hair, and very angry looking at just about all times of the day. Um, she wears uh, a series of pelts, basically, that have been arranged to keep her warm when, it, when she's in colder areas, and uh, walks with a, a bone staff that is made from what one would assume is probably one of the longer bones on one of the wild beasts, um, and has a series of darts that are made from fangs of wild animals um, that sort of hang on, on a belt strap around her chest. Um, and at the moment, she's just kind of sitting cross-legged with her staff in her lap, waiting for someone to either talk or start a fight. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't really care which. <laughs> and the first of our three centaurs, one of whom isn't here today, Holly. All right, go ahead and describe yourself. Um, Ari is... I'm trying to remember. I think she's like seven feet... Yeah, seven feet tall. Um, she has long, flowing brown hair. Uh, she's got like tannish, like light tannish skin, and um, green eyes. With she wears a lot of like tans and like animal skin, and she's a horse. Well, she's a centaur. She's a horse. Well, she's a horse person. The next of our three centaurs. Hi, uh, Kovar is gigantic. He's uh, almost eight feet tall. He took all the sliders, set them to max. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, you know, and he wears. So he has some pelts that are studded with uh, fangs of animals that he's killed, and animals also include anybody who's not gruel. So. There may be some, you know, crawl bits or some dev karin bits. He spends a lot of time uh, beating up on uh, Underrealm, like the Golgari groups. So, well, you've recently been in in some is it territory, so there's definitely. Well, I mean, I've accumulated this over a career, so I, yeah. I probably acquired um, some Viashina bits. You currently, I think, probably the newest the newest addition to your collection. Is probably the arm of an is it wizard that's still in part of the no 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 it's still in part I, I of the I only deal with with, with 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 skull bits oh, okay the skull so bit you've so got, I've probably got some some Viachino jawbone there's definitely a skull that's still that a skull that looks like it was pulled that it was wearing an apparatus of some kind and part of the apparatus came with it when you pulled it off eh, you know well I mean it was probably embedded there the way that the is it are yeah especially you get to the is it Semic area. But regardless, uh, dark tan skin, and he makes sure that his chest is exposed, just giant rippling muscles on his chest, because he doesn't want anyone to, to possibly insinuate that he's too cowardly to cover that up. While I go adjust the camera slightly so Austin's head isn't cut off as much, Rudy, tell us about you and describe. Right. Uh, Garris is a minotaur, uh, black uh, fur and mane. Like, it, 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 there's no real difference. He just looks like a big... Black ball of fluff. <laughs> He's got um, his horns are are uh, white. They look pretty pretty banged up and used. The chips and uh, little scrapes are coming off of them. Uh, He's got red eyes, and uh, no armor. Just uh, just just some some cloth uh, covering the lower half of his body. Right. Uh, uh, just short of seven feet tall. 
You're about two feet shorter than Car Talk, but that's okay. Most things are about two feet shorter than Car Talk. Hey, I'm only about a foot shorter than Car Talk. <laughs> <laughs> but I got this horse part going on, so. I mean, yeah, the horse and bull aspect. Uh, Anzac. And onto the one that is many, many feet shorter than Car Talk. <laughs> onto so the one that Car Talk has, has to be careful not to step on. So. <laughs> Dwarf will let him know, though. But yeah, so. He. Razgun is a little short, even by goblin standards. He stands only a little over three feet tall, but he's fairly stocky in build, with a bit yellowish skin that's covered in all sorts of burns and scars, most notable of which is an almost Joker-like scar uh, from the left side of his mouth up to his ear. Um, and he wears... Fairly plain, but also rather brightly colored, well, brightly colored if they weren't so faded, uh, long coats that he'll occasionally switch out just to keep his whole look new. And you'll also notice that he's missing his left ring finger, and there's a pendant on his neck that has a suspiciously similar looking finger on it. Yeah, the, uh, the, 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 the scars on the on the mouth, by the way, it is called a Glaswegian smile or a Glasgow smile. So you've got half, cool. you've got a Glasgow grin. That's I forgot that's called. Yeah. I forgot to mention half a Glasgow grin. Like many members of the Burning Tree, I do have the Burning Tree logo tattooed across my giant rippling chest. Which is the which is uh, the Gruel Clan logo, which is yes. the thing that you see underneath me. But many of the Burning Tree do this, and that's why I make sure not to cover my my rippling chest because you need to know. Burning Why tree. you're dying? Yeah. Does does your character like like pop his pecs to make it look like it's blowing in the breeze? Does he do the peck pop dance? He he does not peck pop. No, that was, that was the other. That was the, other that, that was the prior centaur. That was the other centaur that, that Austin's playing. Uh, also, also you have a you have a flamethrower now. What was that specifically called again? It's a pyroconverger. Uh, a pyroconverger is ah, there it's, is. It's an is it made flamethrower. It carries a risk of malfunction each time you use it. As an action, you can use it to project fire in a ten foot cone. You just spill it, it just may also it. blow up. Do you want me to get you a? That's the best kind of equipment. Yes. Uh, kind. So you are all gathered before Kartok, uh, who is sort of uh, again who's, who's sitting on a throne of rubble. Uh, Leaning back and in, in sort of looking over the group of you. As you're all aware, we've been called back home to the Burning Tree. Bolverigmos is calling the clans together to deal with some activity that have been going on with the other guilds. So it's time for us to pack up and leave. As such, the three groups of you are going to be scouting out ahead, clearing a path, making sure there aren't going to be any problems moving the warband, or finding problems for the warband to solve. <laughs> you each take a different path, find the best one, return back, and we'll continue on. Uh, and he starts, uh, he reaches down and, and uh, grabs a, pair, uh, a trio of scrolls, tosses one to each group. Who catches the one tossed to your group? Probably me. Uh, I'm the tallest, the longest arms. I, I, I also have the deflect missile ability, though, so I can just, I innately catch things that are thrown at me. 
<laughs> How high did he throw it? He just tossed it. So you, you guys want to? You guys can make a dexterity check if you want to see who grab. If, if you really want to compete for grabbing it. Sure. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw my die on the floor. That's how I roll things. I couldn't have made hand for this, but I want to see this competition. <laughs> That's a natural twenty. I need to me at that point then. Yeah. <laughs> so you go for it. And you, you sort of hop up to grab it, and as you hop up to grab it, this massive centaur hand just just catches it and pulls it back. You guys have you you open it up, and you can see that we're, we're a shockingly literate group of gruel. I mean, it's it's not a very it's not a it's it's a it's a map. It's not a like text. It's it's a visual. So um, just look at the pretty pictures. It is, well, a, it, it is a picture, <laughs> yes. Uh, I am very literate. You sort of look at it and you see that you have been I'm given... <laughs> basically, you guys have to go... You guys have to go eastward along your old belt to get back to the... You have, you have to go eastward along your old belt to get back to the primary Braintree camp. Uh, you guys have been given the due east route, basically. There are three routes. There's due east, northeast, and southeast are the three directions to go. Uh, to get back. It seems like the goblins are going northeast, which is going to take them further into Izzet territory. Uh, you guys are going due east, which means you'll probably passing, you'll, you'll be passing over ostensibly empty territory, though that tends to be the places where you find semi experiment groups. Is it experiment groups? Is it uh, what? Uh, is it? Is it what? Is it? That's what I'm asking. Is, is it, it what? Is it? Is it what? No, it's not what. It's is it. What is it? Is it? Exactly. I don't know what is it is. What is it? Exactly. I don't know what is it. <laughs> After this, having distillery, you can stop. <laughs> uh, and then South tends to go into Boros territory. So the, the it seems like the it seems like the the ogres are heading towards the Boros territory. The goblins are heading towards Isit territory. And you guys are heading towards. The mystery box. To be fair, it could also be Silesnia people trying to reclaim the wild, or it could be Gary trying to scrap from the wild. Or it could just be a building. Yeah, it could just be a building. You, you guys have the mystery box. Basically. That's probably the worst one, actually, because if it's the building, then it's a rebel hulk, and that's a problem. That's excellent. <laughs> that's fantastic. There are two kinds of people. <laughs> So Kartok hands the things, tosses out the, the scrolls. You guys check them out. Uh, looks down. Go see the shamans before you head out. They've got charms for your weapons. Perfect. Go. We go. We go. Sure. So uh, you guys head over. There's a. There is a. Uh, there is a uh, centaur shaman. Uh, who has who you guys know who to go to, who you approach to, and uh, basically you know what you're supposed to do here. You, you offer the centaur a weapon, and they will apply the gruel signet to it. Uh, and the gruel signet is a magical thing. Uh, it. Uh, are, hang on, let me pull up. No, sorry, the gruel charm. They they apply a gruel charm to your to whatever weapon you provide. Uh, Gruel Charm, you can activate it at any point. It's a, it's a, it's an action to activate it. When you activate it, you cast either the Heroism, Heroism or Thunder Ray spell, specifically the third level versions. Alternatively, as a reaction, uh, when you miss with a weapon attack, you can make another attack against the target that you missed. Either way, after you use it, it's gone. So it's sort of a one-time boost that they give you. 
that will be attached to a weapon of your choice. So, uh, Shani, what weapon do you provide? My quarterstaff. Yep. You get the the brand of the, the brand of the burning tree is emblazoned upon your staff and glows with a sort of ethereal light. Mm. Ari? Uh, my scimitar. It gets branded. Uh, uh, I've got a foot-long rebel, rebel belt maca tooth that I use as a dagger. Gets branded. My great axe. Gets branded. What do you what do you hand off? Because you've got an option now. True, I can do it with the dagger or the power converger. Yeah. Um though to be fair, uh, for what's worth the power converger is a dexterity safer than the attack roll. So you so, wouldn't be able yeah. to use the reaction. You wouldn't be able to use the reaction ability on that. I'll I'll do the dagger. Alright. You get it applied to your dagger. So you all have your charms applied. You have a power converger. The shaman also the shaman also points over. Uh, we have a collection of some scrap that has been brought back by the other groups, if you'd like to take a look. They couldn't have any use of it, but perhaps it'll be useful in your own scrapping. And she'll point to basically a box that has a bunch of items in it that you guys can go through if you desire. I will look in the box. You will look in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Uh, all right. Uh, one item in the box is an axe. It is a large, uh, it's sort of a large silver axe that looks in really good condition, probably wasn't made necessarily by the gruel, um, but it seems magical in nature. I flip it over towards the barbarian. It is a great axe. Another one. I'm going to close my eyes and stick my hand in the box. Okay, you close your eyes and stick your hand in the box. Roll me a D100. And... Ninety-seven. You accidentally stab yourself on a dagger. I expected that. And take a d4 and take to one point of damage. Um, and I need you to make me a Constitution save. Yes. As you stab yourself on a dagger of venom. I need you to make a Constitution saving throw as you stab yourself on a dagger accidentally. Sixteen. Uh, that's enough. Yeah, you don't, you, 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 you don't take any additional damage. So there, are, there is a dagger and an axe in the box currently. Uh, if anyone wants to examine them further, there's also a staff in the box. I will look at the staff. Uh, and a, let's see, there's, a, there's an axe, a staff, a dagger, and a ring. Are the, the four items that are in the box. Uh, anyone, anyone that wants to can make arcana checks. While looking at them. Oh, I'm so good at this. Sure. I can do our phone checks. Or cast Detect Magic or Identify. Ten. I rolled an eleven. Oh, staff. Sixteen for staff. Knowledge uh, Okay. Uh, so, this is a staff of swarming insects. Looks like something that they probably got off of a Golgari, uh, off of a Golgari wizard at some point. Uh, it, it uh, basically uh, the staff of swarming insects you can use to cast uh, to uh, cast giant insect, which summons a giant insect, or insect plague. You can also use it uh, to cause a swarm of flying insects to spread out in a thirty foot radius around you, uh, making the area heavily obscured. Uh, it is a magical item. It can be it can be used by druids, uh, by bards, clerics, druids, sorcerers, warlocks, or wizards. 
Um, so that's for you. Yeah. So, I mean, it could also be for the druid. Oh, true. There are two people in the party that can use it. Uh, do you want to look at the other items too? Sure. Maybe our Arcana decks. That's a 28. The dagger and the dagger of venom, which was probably pulled off of a, a Demir agent at some point. Could also be Golgari. Could also be Golgari, but you, it, it, it doesn't have a, it doesn't have a symbol on it. So. Um, it's, if a, it's unmarked. It's Demir. It's a plus one dagger, and you can also use an action to cause thick black poison to coat the blade. The poison remains for one minute or until an attack using this weapon hits a creature. If uh, a creature must succeed a DC fifteen Constitution saving throw or take two D ten poison damage and become poisoned for a minute, can't be used that way again until next dawn. It looks like the the poison. It looks like the poison had been activated and just hadn't been stabbed onto anybody, which is why she. Has Someone a minute ago tried to touch this dagger and put the poison on it. Well, it, it remains for a minute, or unless narratively convenient for the GM, just to give you an idea of what it is. <laughs> um, Anyone use that? Anyone who wants a dagger? It doesn't. It doesn't require two minutes. Literally, I can use it if you want. You want it? A weakling's tool. I'll take it then. You get a dagger. You weakened yourself relying on such things. There's a difference between relying and having something to use when it's useful. And do you just take the axe? And uh, if you imply that I'm weak, I'll break I'm it. To see it what it does. I got a 15. <laughs> uh, because that's all you can do. It's reach. a magical axe. It, 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 no, because it, it, what will hurt worse, because you got four of them. <laughs> Uh, it's, a, it's a magical axe. It's a plus one to attack Nemetrols. It's a Berserker's axe. Possible. Um, it is cursed, mm. which means when you tune it, you get cursed by it. But as long as you remain cursed, you're unwilling to part with the axe, keeping it within reach at all times. You'll have a disadvantage on attack rolls with weapons that aren't that one. Uh, unless, uh, uh, unless no foe is within 60 feet of you that can see or hear. Mm. Uh, whenever a hostile creature damages you while the axe is in your possession, you must succeed a DC 15 wisdom saving throw or go berserk. While Berserk, you must use your action each round to attack the creature nearest you with the axe. Uh, but it is also a plus one battle axe. Also, doesn't it give you extra health? Uh, yes. When attuned to this weapon, your hit point maximum is increased by one for each level you've attained. So you get an extra ten hit points mm. while attuned to it, if you take it. And the only downside is you have to smite your enemies with it. Or whoever's or, nearby. Or whoever's nearby. Don't, let your en- don't let your friends be nearby. Keep your enemies close in here. The only downside is that you rage like you rage and you can't use other things to, to hit with it. Mm. I'll keep it on. Uh, I won't do to it, but I'll keep it. All right. Tip. Those are the items you have. Um, the three items. Oh, sorry, there's also a ring. ring. There's also a ring. Identifying with a 24. Uh, it is a ring of the ram. It has three charges. Uh, while wearing the ring, you can use an action to expend one of the three charges uh, to attack one creature you see within 60 feet of you. The ring produces a spectral ram's head and makes its attack roll with a plus 7 bonus. On the hit, for each charge you spend, the target makes 2d10 force damage and is pushed 5 feet away from you. How very Boros. That's actually a gruel item. Could also be Boros. Could be Boros, but in the book it's listed as a gruel item. It's red. It could be Boros, is it, or Rules. Not is it. That's not the is it way. 
what, to blast something out of your way? Yes. That's not the is it way. That is the is it way. Has to be more convoluted. Like fire Sometimes you just need to channel the storm. That's not channeling the storm, that's just pushing things. Anyways. Why push a wall when you can annihilate it? So yeah, you've got a... Uh, uh, anyone who takes those can add them to their character sheets in Daily Beyond, so... The, the, the rogue doesn't want, seem to want any of them. No. <laughs> I'll take the Ring of the Ram, why not? Sure. Alright, you want to give the staff to the druid, or do you want to hold on to it? That'll be three out of your tune, too. <clears throat> then you'll be maxed out. I believe the staff was going to the druid. I can't. Um, I believe that was the plan. Okay, alright. So we can add that to her character sheet when she gets back. So yes, you all have scavenged the box of scraps. You have acquired some magical items that were laying around elsewhere. And you are ready to set out. Uh, the group, the, the warband camp that you have right now, is that you're in right now, is currently in the middle of packing up. Um, and so there's not really much of anything left here other than to just head out. Unless there's anything you particularly need or want to do in the warband and the war camp before you leave. Not the moment. All right. Dance off. I mean, that's a possibility. <laughs> My dancing skills are not amazing, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. I mean, you do have the raw decks to pull it off, don't you? Eh, my decks is okay. And He's dance X rogue. Dancing is also a performance ah. skill, which is usually. He's a strength cool. rogue. That's why he's called Korvar the Crowbar. I make friends. I make very, very close friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you head out. Uh, you, again, your 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 track is taking you due east. Uh, as you leave out, you find you 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 leave from the ruined sort of section of the roll belt that the war band has been leading, has been staying in, your route takes you down into a crevasse that was at one point probably an aqueduct or a, or a rerouted river that you know that the, because the, the, the section of Ravnica that you were just sitting in was a water treatment plant that had been left abandoned and that you guys had moved in and knocked down. Um, so... You're sort of where the other two routes took people sort of on highways leading south and leading south and north. Yours basically takes you right down into this ravine, um, which tactically or whatever, you know, that obviously there are scuddy spots above you on either the left or right where things can look down at you um, for whatever that's worth at the moment. Uh, who is taking the lead on your... Patrol forward. I'm generally the fastest, and I've speed? got the highest sixty. Okay, good. And I've got the highest survival. Which is survival? Plus nine. Okay. So he's a wise rogue. I'm a scout. Yeah. I get a proficiency. I get expertise in survival for free as part of being a scout. Good. Yep. All right, no. Scout, you want to scout ahead then? Yes. Go and give me a survival check. You're not actually that much better at survival than I am. Uh, 28. 28. Uh, so you sort of range ahead of the rest of the party. 
keeping an eye out on uh, the walls, obviously. You do notice that there does seem to be evidence that there... Uh, so this ravine was at one point full of water. Since the water had been drained, uh, there are crevices and uh, looks like there are sort of like a cavern system in the walls of the ravine that would have previously been underwater. And it does look like there is some sort of activity that has gone on in those crevices. It doesn't look like there's anything going right now that you can see, um, but they are potential lookout points that are high above. How big are we talking for these crevices? Um, so the ravine itself is probably about 200 feet deep. These crevices are about midway points and about 100 feet up from, from where you're at. And at this distance, it looks like... Probably a 60-foot hole, like side to side, uh, like ovoid. Okay, so we're talking wall. big tunnel-type yeah. holes. Yeah, like, 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 yeah, it's like a tear in the wall that just sort of fell out that leads further back. You can't tell how deep it is. Okay. But there's like just a section of wall that is gone. So very potentially like a full-on cave. Yeah. Not just like little pop marks where... Correct. There, there are little pop marks, but there's not. They're not big enough for anything to be in. This is the only. This, this, there's two of these, one on either side. These are the only things that look potentially big enough for something to be in. Hmm. There doesn't seem to be any clear way to climb straight up to them, though. Well, as a centaur, climbing is not one of my high points. There may be. There may be like, if it's a tunnel system, there may be other ways to get in. Um, but that's the thing that you see as you scout ahead of us. Uh, Holly, if you're taking that staff, you can go ahead and add it to your character sheet. Okay, what staff is that? Uh, it's the staff of... Insects or something? Mm -hmm. Staff of swarming insects. Yeah, staff of swarming insects. Okay. And if anyone has difficulty adding items to their character sheet, like, no, no. I'll add in and then search for staff of swarming, staff of swarming insects. In the search bar. Oh, there's a search bar. Yes. Um, pardon me. So looking around the base here, does it look like there's any way into the tunnels from... from? Not from right here. At least not visible. There might be something hidden behind the wall. Let me add an investigation check. Investigation. Well, I'm do you want to, and, and do you, now that you've seen this, do you want to go back and get the rest? Or do you want to I'm going to do a quick investigation first. That's uh, 14. Nothing that you can tell. I will head if, back. If there's an entrance on the ground level, it's either further ahead or it's hidden. I will go back to the group. Uh, so, is this just a section of the ravine, or is this? So I forget. So we're entering a valley area. Yeah. And this is the whole length of the ravine. You, uh, you when you spotted the when you spotted the some of the sixty foot tear, you were at the actual. So there's a there's a two hundred foot decline in down in yeah. down to the bottom of the ravine. Uh, you spotted that at the bottom of that decline. Okay. So the rest of them are about halfway back up the up the up the decline. All right, return back. There you go. The ravine ahead has a large cave torn out of it. And there would be some sort of indication that there were people moving through it. 
it would be a strategic ambush point. Now do you think they're waiting for us? It wouldn't make sense for them to be waiting for us specifically. After all, this is abandoned. Most of those weaklings prefer to stay within the city. I'd be curious as to why they would set up a spot out here. Well, let's find out, shall we? Now, question. Mm -hmm. Can we go around the top end of the ravine to see it, or are we too far in? You could go back and go around, but you wouldn't be able to see it from the top. Okay. From the way it is? Yeah, just for, unless you're on the opposite side. And, right. And it wouldn't be at a better angle because it's... No, it wouldn't. It'd be, cause, because it's roughly halfway in the middle, you're seeing it at the same angle, just mirrored. Yeah. All right. You lead them back down? Yes. Right. So yeah, uh, Kovar leads you back down and you all see this, again, this tear, this 60 foot long tear in the wall at about 100 feet up. All right, well, I'll get up there and set a rope down for you then. Um, Alternatively, you can look around and see if there's a ground entrance. Anyone that wants to can make an investigation. An investigation? Yeah. The walls, the walls are also the walls are very smooth, like except for the pock marks from bits that fall away. This was a constructed ravine. That's fine. Yeah. This was a constructed duct. So I am a monk. Are... I can run up walls. Can you run 100 feet up the wall? Yeah. What's your speed? 40. I can run. Action dash. Bonus action dash. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can run up the wall. I got an eight. Eight. So, natural one, both in uh, ten. <laughs> 22 in Okay. So while the two of you are looking around, you're looking for like, you're looking for like some sort of obvious door, like some sort of like buttons to press or something that you could bust down. Uh, you're sort of looking around the floor at the ground, thinking about, thinking about, well, if there is an entrance, there should be some indication of an entrance. Mm. Um, and you notice that there is one section of the ground by the wall directly underneath this tear in the wall that has been cleared away of rubble. The wall is still perfectly smooth and flat, but like the ground has been cleared away as if it's supposed to pop out. I will walk over to it mm -hmm. and step on it. Okay, you step on the on the, the ground. It's there doesn't seem anything there. It is just suspiciously clear of rubble. Find something of interest? She'll start going up it. What do you mean well, going can up? Can I? Or you have wall, to go up to the, it. It's a oh, wall. Yeah, you're, you're up to it. You're up to it. Yeah, you're there. Okay. There's a wall in front of you. Oh. Perfectly smooth. But the area around it has been cleared okay. out. Yeah, like if you if you imagine like the ground is covered in rubble. Mm. Bits of broken rocks all along the wall. You know how, like, like if you've ever, if you've ever seen, um, I mean, just look at a consider consider like the side of a highway, how just crap just accumulates. It's kind of like if that's been left for thousands of years, like Fallout style, and there's rubble everywhere mm. except for this one, probably about ten foot across spot 
is perfectly clear. So just rubble, 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 stop, gap, rubble, rubble, rubble. Suspiciously clean over here. I'll head over and look at the wall. Seems like a wall. I'm going to run some, uh, I've got some smaller teeth. I'm going to run them along, see if I can find cracks. Do me a perception check. Perception. Twenty-six. As you run the tooth along it, there is this slight bump in two spots. You can't see it, but you can tell there's a. I'm gonna feel it and see if I can trace it all the way around as a door. Yeah, yeah. There seems to be a section of this uh, wall that opens somehow. First thing first, I'm going to grab. some uh, a ball of chalk rock mm-hmm. and scrape it along the crack so everybody can see the outline of this door. Yeah, so you outline the door. Is it a perfectly square door or is it... It's a rectangle. It's a tall rectangle. So, But it is like perfectly even carved. Yeah, it's an engineered rectangle. But it's, it's not like they went with something that was natural, a little rock. Correct. Or, okay. Yeah. I push on it as hard as I can just to see what happens. Mm, give me a strength check. Strength or athletics? Uh, athletics. Well, athletics. Perfect. Uh, Thirty-three. You push on it as hard as you can. You have a feeling that if it opened inward, it would have opened. Okay. And I can't pull on it because there's no grip. There's, yeah, there's no grip. Knowledge Arcana to, or Arcana to see if this might be some kind of a magical door. Sure. While he's doing that, I'm going to pull out a uh, large um, twenty-five. No, it doesn't seem magical. It seems technological. Hmm. I'm going to pull out a large uh, python made of a scrap of rebar and hammer it into the door and try to yank it. All right, give me, a, give me another athletics check. Actually, um, if, I, if I cast grease on this, would that be able to affect the inner workings of it as well? Because it says a 10-foot Possibly. Cube. Possibly. I'm going to try to cast Grease and target it sort of inside as he does that. Okay. This one is a 28. All right, yeah, you hammer that piece of rebar into the wall. And then now you've got a good grip. Crowbar it. You cast Grease. What does casting Grease look like for you? Uh, I, let's see. Basically, I take... What's the range on this? So, I'll probably basically taking a little bit of animal grease of some variety and doing a sort of ritual with it and chanting a little bit, and then suddenly it just sort of moves into the door. So you pull out this animal fat, put it in your hand, sort of whisper some words into it, and then just it right at the door? Pretty much. Yeah. So this, as you as you hammer that spike in, you lean, you sort of step back, and this mass of grease just splatters onto the door and actually sinks into the cracks, sucking away the chalk with it, but like actually yeah. seeping into the cracks around the door. I grab a rope, a uh, crudely made rope, tie it to the end of the python, wrap it around my waist, and walk away. And what would have required you a strength check requires nothing at all because you've greased the gears of this ancient mechanical doorway. 
And it just, there's this grinding of metal on metal that you hear as the grease does its magic and the door just <laughs> opens up. This this set, tall rectangular, rectangular, rectangular uh, panel of the wall just pops out and pulls free, connected by these mechanical arms and gears. It looks like it opens up into a doorway that leads into the wall. This look like, is it work? Um, give me a nature check. There's no streetwise check, unfortunately. That's a 26. I'm rolling ridiculously. No, it does not look like, it's not over-engineered enough to be, is it? So this looks like something practical. Yeah, this is, this is like... I can make sense of it. Yeah. Even if I, even if I couldn't replicate it, or by like, this looks like it makes sense. This is too over-engineered to be, is it? It looks like it might be cynic work, like the the cynic the, the cynic take on a technological door. Very straightforward to the point. Yeah. Hmm. Not is it. So it would seem, but a little bit too far south. But is it? How big is this entryway, by the way? Uh, it's about ten feet tall. Ten feet tall, ten feet wide. Nice. So, shall we go? Actually, no, it would be, because it's a rectangle, uh, it'd be, it's a rectangle, it'd be 20 feet tall, 10 feet wide. Is there, uh, is there any light in this tunnel? No. I wonder the lot you see in the dark. That's what I'm looking, I forget if I have dark vision. Yeah. I have 60 feet of dark vision. So do I, I'm trying to see if the centaurs do, or the, or the minotaur. It'll say in your... It'll be under, uh, yeah, I'm senses, under saving crows. Uh, no, you do not have any no. additional sense types. I was trying to correct my wisdom score, and now it says my wisdom score is three. No, that's the uh, oh, because you did your ability score. You were offline when you set your ability score, so. Oh, because it was set at seventeen, and it's supposed to be eighteen. So I was just trying to make it go up one. It should be nineteen, actually. It should be nineteen. Here, centaur. I can. I will fix it for you. Yeah, go ahead. Oh. Okay. Uh, while well, he fixes it. Let's it's supposed see. to be 19. Though. Yeah, we don't uh, have dark vision. Yeah, you yeah. No, centaur, neither centaurs nor minotaurs have dark vision. I, however, have a torch. I have produced flame. Well, unless you do something, I'm going to pull out a... Produce uh, flame is a cantrip. I will produce flame. Uh, I start to pull uh, out a right. torch. So, and then... you, why do you have a modifier of plus three? And a racial bonus of plus one. She should uh, her abilities. Sorry. One of her uh, one of her ability bonuses was supposed to put plus two into wisdom, but she was offline when she made that, so it didn't okay. go through. Hang on, I'll I'll fix it for you. Yeah, I see it. Ability score improvement. Thank you. Wisdom, wisdom. Yeah, like it had it set at seventeen, so I was just okay. trying to fix it, and refresh then all the of a sudden it got refresh the page. It should be fine now. Okay, then it just got set for three, and that's. <laughs> If you refresh your character sheet, your wisdom is not. Thank you. That's much better (laughs) than having it at three. Daily Beyond is useful because if you mess something up, your GM can go in and go, fixed. (laughs) Anyways. So yeah, there you've got this, you've got this tall, and you've got this rectangular door and hallway that goes in. It is dark in there. Um, Minotaurs and centaurs do not have dark vision. But as I was starting to light a torch, he... I am the torch. If you're, if you're going to light the way, how about I scout ahead since I can see in the dark and I don't need to give myself away with a light? 
Alright, you want to give me a stealth check? Sure. That will be a 19. Alright. So you had you stealth ahead uh, down this hallway as the rest of them follow behind. Uh, the hallway very quickly gives way from the mechanical outline to this sort of rocky crevice in the wall that is lined, it's sort of wet on the floor and lined with uh, lichen and uh, sort of... Uh, lichen, lichen, by lichen. the way. That word. Uh, it is spelled lichen, so to be fair. Yeah. Uh, lichen. Lich, but lichen would be very concerning because that'd be Golgari. Lichen and... Coral and <laughs> yes. uh, all manner of all manner of substances that typically grow underwater um, in this sort of hallway that is wet, very very clearly damp and wet. How much history do I know? Mm. Any signs of movement as I keep going further? Not yet. No. Um, Is history a skill? It is a skill. Yes. Uh, oh, but that's a natural 20. How much do I know about uh, the ancient merfolk of Ravnica? It's a natural 20 making a 19 of my history check. Um, not much. You don't come in contact with... You don't eat... Like, typically you only ever come in contact with merfolk when you're killing them. Well, I mean, merfolk... But, like, the, the fact that... Mer, like, there are no seas or lakes anymore. And yeah. that mer, you know, there used to be. And then... Yeah. Um, would I, or would I even know that much? You, yeah, just because of the fact that you're a ghoul centaur, you know, you know that there used to be lakes and that there used to be rivers and that there used to be things that lived in them, and you know that there are merfolk that exist current day that there are probably something similar to them that existed back then, as well that lived in the water, but that's probably the full extent of your knowledge of the age. Oh, and to clarify, we are, what, present time to Guilds of Ravnica? Yeah, yeah, present okay. time to the current. So we're after the merfolk have re-revealed themselves yes. to be a thing. Yes. In return. Okay. Yes. Cool. I know none of this. <laughs> but yes, you, the, the merfolk have, have you, you know the merfolk exist now, and you know that they probably existed back then. Well, that's probably the full extent okay. of your knowledge of Merfolk. Fair. I'm just taking to make sure that player knowledge, character knowledge. Yeah. yeah Gruul, as, as a whole, you guys don't tip. The only one of you that probably reads a lot is that one. So. But we would we would certainly know that civilization destroyed the lakes and waterways. Yes, that's, that, just... that's something you definitely know. That's sort of the... That's sort of the mantra of the class. That's, that's why we're angry. <laughs> to be fair, it's one of many reasons we're angry. It's <laughs> one of many reasons why you're angry. Anyways, so you uh, you you sneak in a little bit further, and eventually this hallway opens up. And when it opens up, you see that there's actually a bit of bioluminescent glowing in the room uh, that provides a little bit of light. Uh, and you see large glass tubes embedded in the walls uh, of this cavern that you've come into and filled with a bioluminescent liquid. And there seem to be figures inside them. There doesn't seem to be anybody around. There are just figures in these tubes. This looks like a cynic bio lab, you're saying. <laughs> yes. An abandoned cynic bio lab. How abandoned? Is it very dusty in here? I mean, it's wet in here. Yeah. Can I see any signs of recent activity? 
give me an investigation check. Investigation or perception? Yeah, mostly it's looking for traps, to, like, uh, tracks and stuff. Oh, investigation because you're 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 looking for activity. You're looking for activity. You're not looking for something at currently moving. You're looking for signs of activity. So investigation. Eighteen. Um. They're all a nineteen. There, it doesn't seem like there have been. It doesn't seem like there's been anybody in here for a few weeks. Um, but there has been somebody in here in the past few weeks. Like, like it's been a few weeks, but at that point there was somebody here. They've been. It looks like the last time somebody was here was roughly around the time you guys broke down the water processing uh, plant. So either someone's completely gone, or we're overdue for a visit. Which, which would have been the point where the ravine was dry. Yeah. So. So we either no one's going to be here, or we're overdue for someone coming back to try and reclaim this. Uh, so I'll head back to the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an old Simic bio lab up ahead. Uh, looks like no one's been here since the dam simply broke down the the water processing place. Um, but that doesn't mean they're not going to be coming back soon because it's been a couple of weeks. If I was someone who lost my facility, I'd want it back by now. What kind of a bio lab? Simic? Things in tanks? Hmm. Just the usual then? I don't know what's usual for Simic. Like fish? Hmm. I don't think they're fish, no. Things in tanks. Essentially, I'm wondering how much of a problem this could be later. Hmm. Uh, I don't know what's in them, and I don't know if they're going to wake up as we walk through, but I know it looks like a Simic lab. So, typically, a Simic lab's going to be a problem. Shall we get rid of this problem, then? I hold up the fire iron producing. Kovar! Uh, Shani came back and informed me that there's a civic lab up ahead with things in tanks. Are we there yet or not? No, you're still in the hallway. You're still in the corridor. And they're not fish. Well, they might be fish. Shani didn't look. They might be fish things. But I don't think they're just fish that swim in a lake and aren't harmful. I didn't ask that. I just asked if they're a fish. The civic are loath to abandon their treasures. Exactly, and it looks like no one's been here for a couple of weeks, so I'd suspect either they're not coming back, or they're going to be back soon, because they're overdue for trying to take it back. Yeah, they've uh, trying to determine that the uh, it's been a bad... It, there hasn't been anybody here. There was somebody here around the time you guys busted up the water treatment plant, and that was the last time they, they were here, based on signs of activity. Let's go look at these tubes. So you all continue down the corridor? I'm going down. Sure. You find yourselves in a larger opened out cavern. There are seven of these large glass tubes sort of embedded in the walls, surrounded by coral and uh, and and lichen. lichen. Um and the, 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 there is a bunch of bioluminescent, there's like, bio, the lichen is bioluminescent, so it's providing this glow that's naturally lighting the room, so you don't know 
be providing any light if you don't want to. You guys can see just fine. The water in the tubes itself is also glowing. And there are sort of shades of figures that you can see within. You can't really determine exactly what they are because the bioluminescent water is lighting them from around them. So it's more, they don't get an outline. It's just that there is a blur of something. How many tanks are there? Seven. And this is the end of the hallway, basically? No, the, this is a cavern complex that continues on, and it looks like there are stairs that go up. Does it look like water or some other substance in there? Yeah. Are they moving? Vaguely. Like they're suspended in the water, so it's hard to tell. Are, they, are, okay. are the, the, the tubes like completely glass transparent, or is, are, am I looking at a Mako factory and looking at Makonoids? No, there's a, it's like a, it's like a, except for where it's attached to the wall, it's a full circle, of, it's a full cylinder of glass with this sort of odd semi-organic uh, uh, coral thing uh, sort of capping both ends. Okay. And it's all hooked up to uh, they're all hooked up to tubes that are feeding in this, this bioluminescent liquid. You can follow the, the tubes actually go into the wall and seem like they go elsewhere. So I'm not looking at the Nibelheim reactor, basically. No, no. These are definitely cynic breeding pods, though. Like, there's something growing in there. Do the silhouettes look similar to each other or completely different? Sev uh, about six of them look similar. One of them is much larger. And the cylinder itself is also larger. I go up to one of the tubes and pull out a large chisel and my hammer. Best way to know what this is. Does anybody object as I raise the hammer? Because I'm giving a, I'm giving a pause looking around in the group. I grin. Let us end this experiment. Be aware it might wake up when you break it out, so I'll be ready to kill it. If only we're so lucky. And I smash the tube. So yeah, you smash the glass. It shatters. This water comes gushing out of it. Give me a constitution saving throw as you get as you get covered in this liquid. That is far too sticky to be water now that you've actually touched it. 17. It's a culture fluid. You take six points of acid damage as okay. this liquid burns your flesh a bit. Uh, as it pours over you and hits the ground. And there is this sort of rattling. Almost like, uh, almost like if you could vocalize the sound of a rattlesnake sound uh, as something leaps out of the tube and just latches onto you. So like the, the, the xenomorph noise. Kind yeah. of, yeah. That's cool. If it hadn't latched onto me, I would have latched onto it back. 17. My rolls are insane tonight. Three, fourteen. Alright. Hang on. Let me use this. Do you have a turn turner? Yep. Uh, twenty-one. Yeah. That doesn't work as well. I need to work on how I want to use these. Fair on marker show at best. Yeah, I need to play around with those a bit more. Also, the magnets are very weak. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. Alright. For now, we've got your basic yep. old-fashioned whiteboard. Um, 
What's the name of the guitar? Garrus. Garrus, that's right. Is this your favorite spot on the Citadel? <laughs> 14? 14. What's your dex? Uh, 12. What's your dex? Uh, 14? Alright, so you're going ahead. 16, actually. Alright, so you're going ahead. You have the highest dex in the party. Nice! Well, I am a goblin. You get plus two dex. Yep. I also might have All the right. highest con in the park. Kovar! What's your con? Hell. 18. It's higher than mine. It is your turn. Uh, so what is this thing? Uh, and where is it in relation to my So, it, it's right in front of you right now. It hasn't actually latched onto you yet. Uh, it is a humanoid-looking um, creature that is covered in, like, fish scales. Uh, it's not a merfolk, though. It looks kind of like... Um, the scales look more like armor than scales. It looks like they're positioned in a way as to be armor, covering vital signs. Uh, its left arm is particularly large, and its right arm, instead of a hand, uh, has just like these long razor claws. Nice. It's kind of like a human elf entity at one point, but no longer. All right. Well, let's do what we do best. It's grappling time. All right. So go ahead and make the athletics check. A grapple rogue? Yes. Rogue get expertise. And it doesn't make a peek for them. 33. Okay, then. You beat him. <laughs> All right. He is grappled. Yep, which means... <clears throat> you have got you. You have got to speed down to zero. Where's my conditions? There we go. I have a list of conditions over here, so I can easily find them. Yeah, grapple speed becomes zero. It's the only real effective grapple at the moment. Are you going? Uh, you can use an action to restrain him, but that's after you've done that. Anything else you're doing on your turn? Uh, I don't think any of my bonus actions are particularly relevant here. Um, dash, disengage, hide. Not really things I particularly want to do. So, all right. So you, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna hold them up as a nice fair target for everybody. <laughs> all right. Uh, that makes it Ari's turn. <clears throat> okay. Um. Sorry, I'm going through all my spells right now. You want a thorn weapon? What now? You want a thorn with him? That was one of my ideas, yes. <clears throat> don't forget you can do your cantrips as many times a day as you want to, so you don't have to worry yep. about... Cantrips are free. Okay. Don't worry about running out of those. Cantrips are going to be up top, like thorn with primal savagery. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and thorn with him. All right. And this is an attack roll, isn't it? Yes, with a plus eight. Okay. Yep. Uh, 27. That hits. Yeah, no damage for me. 
the two strokes. Seven. All right, yeah, you slice into you slice into this creature that uh, Kovar is holding, and Kovar is, however, holding him, so you can't really get away from... Would you like to drop the grapple to dodge, or are you just going to take the acid blood as it spills on you? Mm. Not you, him. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'll take it. Alright, so... Because, yeah, I don't want to drop it. Yeah, so you're just holding on to him as blood splashes onto your face. Uh, go and give me a constitution saving throw. Huzzah for high comms. Another 17. Yep, you take... 7 points of acid damage. Okay. Alright, and that makes it... Uh, anything else in your turn, Hurry. Uh, no, that's it for now. Okay. Um, that'll make it the experiment's turn. Well, it's got a target that's right next to him and yeah. isn't, you know... Is sort of there for the taking. So come at me, bro. Who's gonna do that? Does a sixteen hit you? Yes. Okay. And a twenty, a twenty-six would then also hit you. Yes. And a twenty-three would hit you. Yeah. So that uh, clawed hand lashes out twice. And then the bulky left arm just smashes into your face for the third hit. So for the first two, you take nine points of slashing damage and... So it's a jockey and a, and a charger at the same time. <laughs> uh, seven points of slashing damage. For the second one, you take... Four points, sorry, uh, seven points of bludgeoning damage, and ooh, 12, 17 points of, uh, 17 additional points of bludgeoning damage, and I need you to make a strength saving throw. Uh, 21. Okay. So as this, as that punch from its offhand levels into your face and you just feel this, this force, you get the feeling that if you hadn't been able to stand firm with all four of your legs, you would have been knocked prone. As, as you managed to resist that effect of his offhand punch. But he is just wailing on you right now. Okay. Right, and uh, that makes it shiny. Well, now it's my turn to wail on him. Uh, so I will first. I'm going to smash him in the face twice with my snap. Right. So first attack uh, plus eight twenty to hit. Mm -hmm. That hits. And plus eight. That is okay. Um, fifteen. Fifteen to hit. That misses, but you are flanking with. Oh yeah, with advantage, right? So. Uh, there's a 19 on the die, so that'll be a 27 oh, yeah. on the second hit. Uh, so first, the D... I need D8s. Have no D8s. Did I borrow a D8? Um, yeah, I'm sure there are D8s in that bag. There's almost no dice in this bag, last time. No, I also have the other bag. Oh, sorry, the other bag. That'll I fall on you. Here. <laughs> uh, that'll be... Can I strike my four? Okay. 
Uh, so it'll be 9 bludgeoning damage on the first hit, uh, 10 bludgeoning damage on the second hit, and then with my bonus action, I will flurry of blows as I go in for the sweep kick, which will be a 23 to hit. Yeah, I like So he needs to make a dexterity saving throw or fall prone as he takes... He can't currently fall prone. Yeah, he can. He's yeah, then he's prone and grapples. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I could pin him to the ground. That's right. Uh, what's the save? A 16. Uh, he fails. So he's prone and grapples, which means he can't get up. I, like, I just like the image because you you said you had been holding him up, so like, Sean just like reaches up, grabs him, and yanks him down to the ground, and you just go with him. <laughs> like, no, Sean, I like Sean, he looks at me, points down, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start beating with the stick. Um, so that's, uh, it's going to be seven points of bludgeoning damage for the for the third hit. And now that he's on the ground, mm -hmm. I have advantage again. All right. And he has an advantage on trying to attack. Uh, so that'll be uh, 19 to hit, which will be another nine points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. All these attacks are considered magical. All right. Uh, also, on that last one, I'm going to spend another key point. He needs to make a constitution saving throw, or be stunned. He made it. Okay. That's why I, I, I figured he would, so I wasn't going to do it more than once. His con is better than his dex. I figured. <laughs> Alright, that makes it uh, Razgun's turn. Uh, how dead is this thing starting to look? Give me a medicine check. Hard to tell. You're not familiar with this. With this, you're not familiar with the physiology before you. So. All right, makes sense. Uh It's like it's it still has all of its limbs intact, and it's not coughing up blood yet. So. Your toe is still attached. Beyond that, you're not certain. I'm I'm planning on fixing that part. <laughs> if you as don't, a, as am I. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll work on it. So axes are four. Teamwork. Go ahead. You can decapitate somebody with a with a dagger. It just takes more determination. <laughs> yes. Help. Friends help. Friends help. with determination to decapitate this person. Yes. <laughs> to be fair, Shawnee could also decapitate him with the staff. That just takes even more determination. Just takes a good leverage. That's why I put him on the ground. I'm gonna go ahead and make use of the therapy new thing with my dagger. I'm going to go ahead and uh, stab this thing with uh, green flame blade. So that's just a regular so you dagger pull out, attack. You pull out the dagger. Yeah, you pull out the dagger, and this roar of green fire just erupts basically from the pommel, extending the blade a little bit further. Cool. The sword of opens. And I'm gonna stab this thing. It's, it's, it's the way more metal version of the sword of it. <laughs> oh, uh, 17? Misses. But you can use your reaction to. Uh, also, you have advantage because this oh, thing yeah, is yeah, prone and right. ultra flanked. Yeah. Well, 17 is the better roll. Yeah, that misses. But you can use you can use the the, 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 the seal if you want to. But it's only a one use thing, right? Yeah, it's a one use thing. It's like one use. At all. Period. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the way I do either. I forget. What does that do exactly? Just like right now. Uh, the reaction. You can, it's actually a magical item. I believe you can. I don't know if you can add it in, but into your character list. But it. Uh, the ghoul charm. You can cast heroism or thunder wave. Ghoul charm. Spells. Yeah. Ghoul charm. 
you can cast Heroism or Thunder Wave with third level spells. Alternatively, when you miss, you can use your reaction to make another attack this target you missed. So it lets you it lets you try to turn a miss into a hit. Whether or not you care to do so on this guy, yeah. No. Anything else on your turn? Any bonus action or anything? Uh, do, 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 do not believe so. Alright. Nope. Alright. That'll make it Garrus' turn. How far away am I from it? About? You can get up to it. Uh, like, I was gonna goring, goring rush it. Oh! So it needs to be You're about 20. 30 feet away. Okay, that's nothing. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna goring rush it to, to impale it with my horn. Alright. You have advantage from the charm. You should have got the charm put on your horns. <laughs> that would have been metal. Uh, that is a 14. 14 misses. You get a charm put on your fists? Theoretically. You <laughs> can put on anything. It's typically put on weapons, but you can put on anything. Uh oh, that, was a, that, that counted as a bonus section? Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to just, since I'm up there now, I'm going to attack with my great axe. Not using the Berserker Axe? Nope. I mean, don't I need to attune to it to, for it to have Yeah, you'd have to attune to it. It'll so, take a short rest to attune to it. Would it, would it be a regular axe if I'm not attuned to it if I decided to use it right now? Yes. Okay. You don't, get the, you don't get the plus one benefit. Or the Berserker. Or the Berserker for you. That's fine. That's better. Uh, 21 to hit. 21 hits? Cool. That's a D12. Congratulations, you're the only person on the table who's using D12 right now. <laughs> D12 is the barbarian die. It is. 12. So hey! 14. 14 damage. Never did not have it. Are you sure it's only plus 2? Huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. My con is my highest. I'll take your more, the tank you're talking about. He's, he's, he's a meat variant. <laughs> yep, constitution is my highest thing. Minotaurs get constitution bonuses, so. Yeah. And strike bonuses. Alright, yeah, you. <laughs> Bury the axe into him. He's still up. He's still alive, though. Up is not uh, the right word. <coughs> Up's not the right word. Alive is. We get a... He should have a second attack. Level 10. Yes, you have a second attack. At yes. So, second attack. Yep. This might hurt. Natural 20. That's critical. Get that barbarian crit. So... How many dice is your Ruby Quickle right now? I don't remember. Uh, where, where would that be? It'll be in your features. Features. Do barbarians get an extra die just like half orcs? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Which is why half orc barbarians are particularly strong. So you get three d twelve instead of the two d twelve. Their their die their number of extra dice increases though as they level up. I don't know. If it's oh really? One die or two die? Yeah. Three d twelve instead of two. Let's. I'll do it real quick. Garrus. Features and traits. Uh, let's see. Brutal critical, one die currently. So yeah, you get one extra dice. Manage die. Okay, so so just two then? 3d12. Or three. Sorry, 3d12. If you were an orc and had the orc critical thing, then or the half orc and had the half orc critical thing, then it would be four. Yeah, half orc barbarian crit like none. That's why I can't wait to play a half orc barbarian in, yeah. in the Antol thing. Yeah. Uh, so William's going to be running a half, running an Anthol game 13. in 5th ed, and I'm going to be playing a half-orc barbarian cook. 
a half-orc barbarian chef named Thrash. That sounds amazing. And a pair of, a pair of cleavers. Uh, and one large cleaver. I rolled an 11. I was I hoping you would say a pair of tops. A pair of cleavers. 13. Oh. 13 damage? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A three and a one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the bad side of using a d12. Uh, yeah, no. Um, you you smash into him with the axe, dealing slightly, more da- slightly less damage than you did with the first attack. He's still up. He's still alive. Uh, that makes it Nicole. All right. I would like to apply dagger. You have an advantage currently, so you do get your sneak attack. Guess, yes, I'm sneak attacking. Yeah. So sneaky. Being on him and having him pressed to the ground as you jam the dagger into his throat. Uh, Very stealthy. 70 dagger. I like the term that they've just that they applied to that they changed it to in the Pathfinder playtest. They call it precision attacks. Mm-hmm. That's a twenty-three. Okay. Yep. Cool. Because it's like you're not always sneaking, but you are precise, and that's the point. So I don't know if just jabbing the dagger into their throat repeatedly is precise. I mean, it's precise that you're aiming for the throat. Well, yeah. the, thing, the thing is, I'm holding his throat, so it can't move away from me. Yeah. Oh yeah, you've been holding it this whole time. I keep forgetting about the blood splash. Make me one, two... Oh, sorry, one... Does it work on bludgeoning damage, too? No, not bludgeoning damage. Uh, One, two... Yeah, give me two more uh, constitution saves, as well as for your attack. As you get blood everywhere. Uh, 32 damage. Ow! Yeah! Now he's dead! <laughs> like I said, I just plan on decapitating this thing with a dagger. Get over here, die. So go in, go home. Go to your home. So you only need three constitutions saves. That's yours, Jim. Unless you want to wiggle around in this blood afterwards. Not particularly. <laughs> so an 18, a 19, and a 20. Two. All right, you you keep making the save. So it's three acid damage, eight acid damage, and eight acid damage. I'm oh, sorry, nine acid damage. So three, eight, and nine acid damage. Is that is that halved or? Yeah, that's the half damage. Okay. This thing hurts a lot when you hit it. It hurts more when you when you fail the Constitution save. So bad. <laughs> But it is dead now, as you jam your dagger into its throat and pop its skull. As I pop its skull up, the simic come from the slow, dark depths. How can they understand the fire that burns in the heart? As your flesh is burning. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's a sizzling sound on Kovar as he finishes that sentence. Burning in more ways than one. You might want to get that looked at. It is an impressive scar. <laughs> you, you let it sit there for too long, you, you risk burning off your tattoo. It's been reapplied before. Do you want to heal the Literally burning tree. I, I'm going to use healing water on him. Do you know how to cure light? You have, you have cure wounds. I, yeah, I'm cure sorry. Wounds sorry, I missed that one. I'll do cure wounds. At what level? The higher level, the more dice you roll. It's more efficient, though, to use first level over and over again than to use higher levels. 
Because you get you get to add your modifier. I mean, if you want to keep using spell slots, sure. Yeah, that is the thing. It's more efficient to cast more times, but it also burns more spell slots. I'll cast it at a level three. All right, so that'll be three d eight plus wisdom modifier four. Three d eight plus four. You should find more d eights in that bag right there. Sixteen, twenty. Or the other, the leather bag over here. I'm just taking a quick glance. Twenty. 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 You reach out, touches, touch it, touch the centaur, and uh, the the acid sort of just sort of sloughs off, and his skin heals back. You, you reach out and touch someone. You reach out and touched him. She's not phage. All right. So. You have broken one. You have glass. broken one of the glass containers and discovered what lies within. I'm gonna look at this thing further. Uh, first, I'm going to grab its skull very carefully so as not to get the blood and hang it up so its blood will drain out. Also, is that a reference to my character or something else? Hmm? Is that a reference to my character or something else? It's not a reference to your character, no. When you said when you said she's no, not phage. Phage, phage. Oh, phage, the untouchable. The untouchable. Okay, that's it, it's a joke in D and D. Whenever if phage hits, if phage deals damage to an opposing in, character, in they immediately lose the game, and she's called the untouchable. So it's a joke. Phage, if phage touches you because she's untouchable, you die instantly. Okay, yeah, that's phage the magic card. Yeah. I, I was because you said phage, and my my thought goes to my changeling character. Awesome doesn't watch. I changeling. went there too, and then I realized awesome doesn't watch changeling. Okay, I, I watch clippets here or there, but. Um, you get my summaries. You don't. I mostly get your summaries. Yeah. So yeah, you've 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 killed. You hang its head up to let the acid blood dry. I'm back to this. Looking at the rest of the body, or are you, were you inspecting the body? Or yeah, I'm inspecting the rest of the body. Yeah, you give me an investigation. I can investigate moderately well. Anyone else who wants to can as well, either investigate or nature. 16. Oh, nature? Either investigation or nature. Oh, 20. Right. My nature is much better. 11, investigation. Uh, Holly, are you looking at the body? Sure. Investigation or nature? Um. Yeah, I'll do nature. Uh, 19. William, are you looking? Uh, neither of those will get me anywhere. You can always roll. Yeah. I got a two. Yeah, you got a two. I got a two. It's body. It's body. You want to kill more? Yeah, I do. I got a zero. There's more. There's more twos, right? Mm -hmm. There's more. There are more. Oh, yeah, there's seven, there are six more twos. One of which is bear. I got a zero. Yeah. <laughs> I rolled a natural one, and I have minus one right. intelligence. Uh, so nineteen nature check or what? you, Holly? What you roll? Nature or investigation? <laughs> nature nineteen. Nature nineteen. All right. Uh, so the nineteen, it looks like. It looks like a human that has been crossbred with some form of aquatic entity. Um, it's it, like like this is a this is it, it looks like the simic were trying to make a, a new form of foot soldier, um, and we're just sort of experimenting on what type of things might work together. You're not certain. You're this. This seems like a batch of probably similar things in this room. Uh, what'd you get, Razgun? Uh Eleven investigation. Investigation. Uh, eleven investigation. 
Yeah, it's some sort of Simic hybrid that they that they put together. You're not certain more more than that. Uh, with a twenty, uh, pretty much the same thing. Uh, not a merfolk, though. You know, it's just, just based on your previous role. You know, this isn't. They didn't. They didn't combine him with a merfolk. Something else. Some other sort of aquatic creature um, to give it the external appearance and the internal acid. Does this thing look like it was fully grown? Uh, it looks like it was battle ready, but it doesn't look like the Simic were done modifying it. Does it look like it will? It would survive long outside of the tubes. Probably, yeah. Like it's definitely survivable outside the tubes. Um, it's just that they were they were they were probably still adding things on when the when the when the lab became endangered, so they just left it. Okay. This isn't the final prototype, but it's a but it's a working prototype. Okay, not the final product, working prototype. So, so if if we were to cut the lifelines off of these things, they would be. They would probably either wake up or die. Okay. Well, I mean, this one woke up. Yeah, this one woke up when you broke the glass. So you'd imagine they would probably wake up. Okay. So you're in a room with six more six more cylinders of glass. Are anyone smashing glass? Not if anyone else doesn't. <laughs> and were there like it's being on like were, were there life support tube type things like running into these or yeah they're they're coming out the top and heading into the walls and presumably going into another room somewhere hmm. there is another exit to this chamber now i don't know about all of you but i think we should take care of the rest of these hmm. how i believe it are you take uh, takes out so much our you smash another one? Smash this one open. Okay. So yeah, you take out another <laughs> smash another glass. Um, roll me a d6. Let's see which one you smash. All right. Two. Oh, okay. We'll go with that one then. So you smash the larger one. So you smash open the larger one, and you're expecting, you know, something similar, like a, a humanoid thing or something. Uh, instead, this large rubbery hide uh, colossus of a frog extends a claw out and sort of pulls itself out of the larger cylinder and lets forth an echoing ribbit as we roll initiative again. Ah, oh, rapid hybridization. This guy has 21 sides. Wait, what? What? I just counted every single die, every single side from 1 to 20, but there's it, also it, this one. It can't be a 20 side, it can't be 21 sided, there's not enough sides on it. I counted every number from 1 to 20, but there's also that extra one that has no face on it. Huh. I'm sure. That's a name. No, no. There's also. Where is it? I, between. There's also. There's the 15 here. There's also this one. That's not a four. The four is elsewhere. Let me see. I'm really curious. So, what do you think for initiative? 
I think that one's an eight. No, I found eight. You got no eights right there. You're right. Um, while we're while we're marveling over this dice. Sorry. Wait, but now I can't find four. I think it's four. It might be. What did you go for? I got six. Razgun? Five. We were clearly not as ready for this one. Garrus? Thirteen. Shawnee? Seventeen. Your dex is definitely higher. Ari? Seventeen. Your dex is definitely higher. What you know what's your two dexes? I have an eight dex. Oh wait, no, never mind. It's higher. I'm just rolling really well. It's higher. Uh, William, yours what's your dex again? Uh, 14. Yeah. Uh, Shawnee, you go first. It might actually be four. I might have, I might have just seen four and then skimmed off. Am I going at the end of our turns? What? Am I Am I going to be last amongst us? Oh, no. 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 Razgun is last. That's oh, the last thing. No, Kovar's before Razgun. Oh. And yeah. It goes Shawnee, the experiment, Ari, you. I mean, I don't have a bad dexterity, but um, you oh. know, first, first my attacks with my with my quarter step. Uh, so that'll be a sixteen and a nineteen to hit for my two attacks. Well, does it? All right. So two quarter step attacks. Uh, will be twelve damage and seven damage. And then key point for flurry of blows. First attack. Try and sweep the leg again. It's a night. It's an eighteen to hit. So that will be hit. I need to make a deck save. And it failed the save. Okay, so it's not prone. It takes five points of bludgeoning damage, and then I make my last attack with advantage. I'm going to assume it's con's real good, so I'm not going to bother trying to stun blow. It's a 21 to hit, so that's going to hit. Um, and six bludgeoning damage. All right. It looks down at the dwarf. As it looks up at the dwarf, because I knocked it from. It gets up and <laughs> looks down at the dwarf. Does a 26 hit you? Yes. All right. It leans over and bites you. Okay. Swallowing you whole. Nice. Uh, you take... Right dice. Twenty-two points of damage. Okay. Twenty-two points of piercing damage, and are swallowed. You are blinded and restrained. Uh. Yeah, you are blinded and restrained currently. And at the start of its turn, so at the start of its next turn, you'll be taking acid damage. Okay. It then looks over at Ari, the one that broke the glass, and its tongue lashes out. Make a strength saving throw. That I can make. Hello, little spider. That's what I saw, yeah. Little upside down spider. 18. That is not enough. Dang it. As its tongue lashes out, wraps around Ari, and yanks it back. And yanks it in right, uh, basically into the space where Shawnee was. Does a 25 hit you? Yeah. Alright. You take. Twenty points of piercing damage, and are also swallowed. As this thing just, how big is this thing? Huge. So I can't grapple it. No. 
Aww. Yes, it is two sizes larger than you. What size is it? Huge. Oh. Darn. Because centaurs, as big as they are, are medium creatures still. Hi. Lot of dwarven swearing. In a language that doesn't exist on Ravnica. You are both blinded and restrained currently. Uh, all right, and that'll make it. Oh, so that's two more attacks. Uh, two growths on its shoulders extend out into tentacles, and those two tentacles lash out one at the other centaur and one at the minotaur. Thank you. Do the minotaur tanky thing. Uh, does a 13 hit you? 13? No. Does a 15 hit you? Yes. Alright. You manage to avoid the tackle, you don't. It's a good thing I've got a lot of hit points. You take 21 points of bludgeoning damage and are grappled as the tentacle wraps around you. So are we grappling each other or am I just grappled? You are grappled and you're also 20 feet away from it, so... You're not right next to it. You're just grappled. You're tied up. You can't move closer. Don't I make any sort of check against the grapple? On your turn. turn. Yeah. On your turn, you can try to just get grappled. That's... Huh. It's okay. just... Yeah. The, if the attack hits, it grapples. Yeah, it just automatically grapples with yep. no way to resist it. Yeah, it's like wolves. Wolves can do that, too. That's kind of stupid, but... Okay. There are certain there are certain creatures that can just grab on and then their if their their automatic grapple gets gives then has a DC to escape. They don't make opposed rolls to the grapples, so you just have to beat a number to get out. Okay, rather okay. than opposing. Kind of stupid, but whatever. All right, uh, and now it is Ari's turn. Ari, you are blinded and you are blinded and restrained. Can I do anything? Yeah, you can attack. You have disadvantage on all attacks. You can also try and break out. Yeah, um, I would like to try to break out. What happens if you shapeshift into a larger creature than it? Presumably that forces it out. Can you shapeshift into a huge creature? Um, I believe she can shapeshift into a T-Rex. I believe there's there's rules for what happens when you shapeshift into something in a space that cannot expand, but I think that's like for if you do it inside a cage or something. I don't know. If you shapeshift into a larger, greater creature, it has to vomit you out. Okay, so what would large creatures be? A bear. Is a bear larger than that? Not larger than it, but a bear is large. But... Like there, if, there, if, there are better things to turn into. If the size category is large, you can turn into an elemental. Can I turn into a whale? <laughs> that wouldn't be yeah, would. You could, theoretically. <laughs> you, can, you can turn into an earth elemental if you want to. Whales are more fun. Do you want to turn? I mean, yeah, you can turn into an elemental. Do you want to turn into a whale? You can turn into an earth elemental, a fire elemental, an air elemental. Or a whale. A water elemental. Turn into a water elemental. I want to turn into a whale. Turn into a fire elemental. You turn into a whale. I really want to turn into a whale. You'll start dying as soon as you get outside. Well, then I'll turn back. <laughs> turn into a whale. Start suffocating. Turn back in. <laughs> if you yeah. want to waste your wild shit, go ahead. <laughs> it's yeah. not a waste. You have two uses. What's the Both CR of a whale? Like one half? <laughs> no. No, they're, they're more dangerous than that. Yeah, they're better than that. I'm gonna turn into a whale. Alright. Whale time. A whale gets vomited out of <laughs> a whale gets vomited out of this frog human. <laughs> You're now being crushed under your own weight. 
Does she even fit in this room? It's a huge beast. Yeah, I know she fits. Okay. <laughs> you. Poof. You're still trapped. Yeah. You're, but you're, you're. There's now a whale. A whale. There is now a whale between the rest well, of you. And what the are you gonna do with your action? Flop. I don't know, but I'm a whale. Um. Flop on the frog. Can I flop on the frog? No. Oh. You can't move under your own weight. You cannot move currently. You have a yeah. speed of zero. Okay. Can I turn back? No. Well, it, was a bonus it was a bonus action to transform. Yeah, you can take an action to try to turn I'll back. transform back. Okay, you turn into a whale, and then you turn not into a whale. Yeah. You're back into a but centaur. I'm free now. You are prone on the ground in a centaur. Yes, but I'm free. But you can use your move action to stand up. Razgun is cackling hilariously at what has just transpired. All right, Garrus. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna rage for my bonus action. All right, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go up to it and hit it with my axe. You can do that. Well, I will try to do that. Yeah, that's 12. A 12 misses. Darn. Second attack. Creative problem solving. I turn into a whale to get out of the fucking. That's an 11. An 11 also misses. That's how my brain works. Your axe just starts bouncing off the rubbery hide of the creature. I don't think I can do anything else, so. Yeah, that was your two attacks. Yep. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, that makes it Kobar's turn. So yeah, you can make an athletics check uh, or an athletics check, whichever is better to to. Escape. Oh, oh, athletics uh, is way better. Yeah, you can make an athletics check to escape. But then I can't use my action to do anything. You could also just stab the t the tentacle. But the tentacle's not it, right? No, but it, you can still hurt the tentacle. Yeah, but that wouldn't be hurting the beast. No, it would. It would be hurting the beast. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's part of it. It has four tentacles. You can cut a tentacle off. It won't, like, you can't kill it stabbing the tentacle because eventually the tentacle will go away. But, but does it deal damage to the creature yes. itself? Yeah, it's one hit pool. It's one hit pool. One hit point. Okay, it's, sure. It, ha it has one pool of hit points just if you deal a certain amount of damage to an individual tentacle that breaks off. We're yeah. in a grapple, so I have advantage against it. Weirdly. Uh, you only have advantage against it if you're in control of the grapple. Okay. Well, but he's adjacent to the creature, so I've got advantage to it. Right? Or not yeah. advantage. I've got, got sneak attack, right? Yeah, you got sneak attack. Uh, yeah, because you don't have disadvantage. Yeah. yeah. You do not have disadvantage, and there is someone okay. in melee with it. There is someone in melee with it, which means that you can hit it in a particular spot. Welcome to one of the weirdest rule interactions, but okay, <laughs> we'll go with it. It's, uh, there are weirder rule, like, rule interactions in older editions. Trust me. And it's weirder rule interactions in fifth editions. Like that. Like that, what is it? The, um, what's his name? The god, like... Pun Pun? Pun Pun, yeah. <laughs> pun Pun was a fluke. There, there, um, there are, there are weirder rule interactions does, in fifth edition. Does this hit it? Yes, a natural 20 hits. Cool. That also doubles the damage. That also I'm doubles the sneak attack, yes. your sneak attack, yeah. I am, I am aware of how this works. Yes. Goodbye, Froggy. Goodbye, Tentacle, probably. It might be the frog, too. Yeah, if you do enough damage to the tentacle in one blow, you might kill the frog. We have rolling actions. Yeah. Yeah. If you hit a tentacle with a hammer, like, you know, 
ten times, then it won't kill the frog. But if you well, play it off, it's, it's one of those, it's yeah, it's one of those things where it's like it doesn't expect you to do more than a certain amount of damage from the tentacle. So. Is yours or is this also mine? I believe it's yours. That's yours. Yeah. Or no, that's that's Rudy's. Oh, this is, oh, this is Rudy's. Yeah, that's mine. Okay. Oh. I was wondering. I was wondering about that. I was like looking at it and I was like, wait a minute. This is great. <laughs> so black and white banner. Because I also had a horse. Forty-three points yeah, of damage. I've read it in right, you slice off a tentacle. Like a day after you <laughs> Violently. Violently. There is now a tentacle draped around you that is no longer restraining you or grappling you. Cool. All right. Um, you can move and then attack again. No, I can't. You don't have a second attack. Yeah, I'm a rogue. Oh, right, you're a rogue. I do all my damage at once. Yeah. And not a dual loading rogue either. Uh, I mean, actually, I can use my bonus action to throw a dagger at it. It won't do a whole lot of damage, though. Yeah, you throw a dagger. Sure. Um, and you can see. Isn't the dagger a weakling's weapon? He's using a dagger now. Yeah. Yeah. It was a I, magic dagger. Yeah, no. Crafted daggers. It was the dagger of venom. It's the yeah, venom. It's, it's a venom. It's like. That's, that, that's very slizzed. I'm not done with this list. Uh, sure. Uh, run up and stab the thing. Or I can kick it, I think, actually, as an offhand thing. Yeah, you can also kick to the bonus action. I do like that the Dagger of Venom is very specifically a weapon for an assassin rogue. Yeah. Because, you know, surprise surprise attack critical, and it lasts for a minute, so you can do it in preparation. Yeah. Where are my actions? Rogue, so, yeah. Rogues are, rogues are very, like... Okay, done. <laughs> um, actually, if I move up, if I use my movement, I can bonus action kick it with my charge, too. You can do that. So. Hello, little spider. Little um, 25 Does hit? Does respond? Does 25 hit? Yes, 25 hits. Good. Oh my gosh. Uh, it takes... Nine damage is like kick it in the face. Or wherever I can reach. I mean, yeah. You run up and. Right? That makes it Razgun's turn. Alright. Uh... This thing seems like it needs to die. So, I'm gonna go ahead and expedite its. Uh... Expedite ex expiration. So I'm gonna go ahead and cast. You must be the Monopoly guy. <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna he go ahead and cast. This look on his face. Kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Well. He's just got this like this like. Peasants. There are peasants all around me. Like I was thinking, like Doctor Evil. <laughs> One million dollars. <laughs> One billion. <laughs> One yes. billion dollars. Try it again. Try it again. We missed. There we go. <laughs> so yeah, I want this thing to make a reflex save as I cast a uh, catapult on a one of the larger shards of glass and fling it at the thing. All right. Oh, catapult's a fun spell. It is. Fun. It never works for me. Maybe it'll work for you. Dexterity saving throw. Uh, that would be save DC seventeen. It failed. <laughs> it hit in the face. Cool. 
That is 6d8 damage at yep. this level. Yep. 7, 5, 12. So yeah, you just reach over, flick up, and uh, a One, shard of glass two. rises in the air and shoo! It's simple, child. We kill the Batman. <laughs> uh, 27. Would that be 27 bludgeoning damage or 27 slashing damage because it's a shard of glass? Piercing damage. Piercing, cool. 27 piercing damage. Stabbing to the glass. Alright. Uh, that makes it Shawnee's turn again. Shawnee, you're inside. Yep. I'm going to try and break out. How? Athletics, I'm assuming. Turn into nope. a whale. You're restrained and blinded. Okay. You can try to punch it. Yeah, you have disadvantage on the punch, but you can punch it. Hmm. Actually, you know what? Can it really avoid a thunder wave if I'm inside of it? No. I will cast thunder wave. Okay. With the, with, with the charm. Ow. There's a resounding belch heard for 300 feet in all directions. <laughs> I, I didn't roll damage. I don't know what the damage of a third level thunder wave is. I'm not a spellcaster. <laughs> what does it do? Third level thunder, thunder wave. That is 48 uh, thunder damage. Yeah, the frog burps really freaking loud. <laughs> Also, it's a 15-foot cube, but is most of that blocked out by yeah, frog well, flesh? Yeah, uh, well, huge creatures are themselves 20 by 20. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, so it is contained in the frog It's contained flesh. within the frog. <laughs> um, so that's... Oh, uh, con save 70. Oh, con save for less damage. Oh, it's a con save or a dex save? Okay. Yeah. Let's get that con On a failed save, a creature takes... 2d8 and is pushed 10 feet away from you. On a successful save, the creature takes half as much damage and isn't pushed. And the charms have this. I don't know what away from you would mean in the context of you being inside of it. It just goes. I presume it means you get out. No, it didn't. It like just it bubbles up and then it contracts. Yeah, it can't really be pushed away from you because it's on all sides of you. Except maybe taking extra damage. I don't know. Um, it's it's got a couple tears in its stomach. It's. I mean, does it have the what? The, what's your um, what's your wisdom? Um, eighteen. So if it's going off of my, if it's a wisdom based DC, it'd be a 16, DC sixteen. That's my that's my. Yeah, as it made it. So it'll take half of this. Ten four damage, or thunder damage. There's a burping sound. Hey, anything else? Um, I'll spend a key point to use my bonus action to dodge, which allows me to spend a hit die to heal myself. You do that. Because I'm a dwarf and I have to work for you. And at the start of your turn, at the start of its turn, which it is now, eleven points of acid damage. Good, because I regained eleven hit points. <laughs> it's gonna try to eat the Minotaur. Since the since the uh, one centaur has proven it won't stay down. <laughs> Another twenty-five hit you, Garrus. Twenty-five. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You take 
22 points of piercing damage and are swallowed by the frog. Uh, half, right, because I'm raging. Half, because you're raging. Yep. And it's going to bite the centaur again, but it can't swallow it. It's have two things in its stomach. And I'll just turn into a whale again. 21 Yes. 21 hits. Twenty-eight points of piercing damage. I may need to heal. Remember, when you shape shift, you get the hit the hit dice of hit yeah. points of whatever you shape shifted. Uh, you get the hit points yeah, of whatever, but, but, but she shaped it back. Form. She didn't stay yeah, in the way. You shape shift again. Yeah. You got a few uses on the other day. What? Two. I'm sorry. So, uh, what was the damage? The 28. To your normal form. Mm -hmm. okay. And a tentacle at Razgun and a tentacle at you. The cutter tentacles. Uh, a 22 hits both of you, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. All right, you are both hit by tentacles and grappled. Razgun, you take. 16 points of bludgeoning damage. Yeah. And Co uh, Kovar, you take 15 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. You are both grappled. And it's now Ari's turn. Flame blade in your hand. And so you can attack at a plus eight to 46 fire damage. 20. That is. Are you hitting? Uh, did you cast it as a second level spell or? Or a fourth level spell? Fourth level. Fourth level? So that's 46. Okay. 46 fire. Wow. So yeah, you hold a hand out and this flaming scimitar erupts from your palm. You slice into it for 12 fire damage. Alright. That makes it Garrus' turn. Garrus, you are inside of the thing. You are blinded and restrained. You can attack with disadvantage. Uh, you are still raging. Yes. Uh, what would happen if I... Oh. What would happen if... Would I be able to wreck this attack to get rid of that disadvantage and just roll regularly, or...? Yeah. Okay, advantage and disadvantage. Yeah, advantage and disadvantage cancel each other out. So just a regular attack. You can wreck this attack. That is a uh, 24. That hits, well damage. Cut it open. 
It's negative. Plus I don't think you can do enough damage to make him vomit you. Not as I am now. Uh, but I think I, I get plus you three. Get, you get rage, bonus rage damage, though, because you're raging. So. Yeah, plus three damage for raging. Yeah, plus three. So your grand total is plus five with your strength. Yeah. You might be able to. Uh, that is 15. Uh, yep. All right. You slice into a 15. And you have second attack. That one's going to be regular, though, right? No, you can but reckless attack applies to all your attacks. Yeah, reckless attack applies to all of your attacks. Okay. Until your next turn. All right. And it's just what people advantage to hit you? Yep. But that doesn't matter because... You're inside it. Yep. Mm. That is a 14. Yeah. That hits. Okay. That is 11. You hit it, you do enough damage to it to make it violent. So awesome. uh, it regurgitates you and Shani into a pile next to Ari. And I can get up, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, get, itself. I get up. And then the two of you are prone on the ground, covered in stomach acid. Oh, I get up, so. And that makes it Kumar. All right. Am I flanking it at this point with the number of people I've got adjacent to it? Yeah. Cool. Uh, how how healthy is it looking? Not very. Cool. The tentacles that are holding you are kind of sagging. Let's 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 make it less healthy. Stabsicles. Uh, twenty one hits, right? Yes, it does. Good. 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 <laughs> Get that sneak attack. Yeah, I'm so sneaky, man. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Twenty-eight damage. Uh, you cut off another tentacle. It's still up. Cool. Um, I mean, I'm here right now. May as well kick it, right? Yeah. When a problem comes along, you must kick it. That's a natural twenty. Crit with your crit with your hoof. Unfortunately, I still don't deal ability score damage for this. Yeah, it's just double the best damage. But if I max it out, eight more damage. Kick it again. Kick it right in the face. Right in the face. Razgun. <laughs> While you're reveling in your dice stacking abilities, which are all going to come down shortly. <laughs> that deserves a round of applause right there. <laughs> I wonder if people can even see it. Yeah, I don't think it's in it. <laughs> All right, brother. Uh, <laughs> try and maintain that tower while you're trying to figure out what you're going to do. I think this thing sounds like it needs... <laughs> no, it goes. No. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> that was very impressive. You missed the dice tower hat. What just happened? Yeah, the yeah, dice tower hat. <laughs> See, now I've realized that Emma had a BB-8 on her head, and I'm very concerned for BB-8's safety. <laughs> oh, BB-8's very easy to balance. Yeah, he's very, he's, he's balanceable. He's got a convex bottom. I thought you were about to say he's, he's very easy to break. I think you mean concave. Yes, I do mean concave. I mean, it depends on which way you're looking at it. If you've got a convex bottom, it would be a problem. If you're looking from within, then it's not wrong. Regardless, what you doing, Mr. Mr. Guildmage? I have a... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and use me. <laughs> I'm 
Magic Missile, Maggie? Magic Missile sounds like it'd be fun right now. Magic Missile tends to be fun. So I'm going to go ahead and use Magic Missile because that's only fun right now. Okay. M is for Magic Missile. That's six missiles at, for fourth level. Actually, you want to use a fourth level spell? Third level. M is for magic missile. I'll use it at third level. Not a first level. Also a song. First level is three. D four plus three. Catapult seemed pretty effective last time, given its propensity for not making Constitution saving or Dexterity saving throw. I mean, magic missile always hits. True. Cannot miss with the magic missile unless they know the shield spell, which I don't think is far even as a spellcaster. Doesn't seem like it, no. I don't have a lot of second level things I use, so I'm just going to go ahead and cast it at second level because why not? Alright, so 44 plus 4. You like 3 plus that. Wait. Plus 3, 6, plus 4, 10, 11, 14. 15. Considering that it only had one hit point left, 15, you kill it. Yes. Aha! <laughs> that was a damage shine? Yep. Right. One damage off. Can we get the roll? Zach, how the, do you want to do this? The, 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 missiles, the missiles arc around uh, from your fingertips and <laughs> crash into the frog hemoth who then collapses. It sort of deflates, really, into its, into its cylinder. The frog has been defrogged. As I stand over it, I say, we are the heart of the wild, the fire in its eyes, and the howl in its throat. Austin is reading magic cards. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Austin is reading flavor text. Yes. This thing looks like it has excellent teeth to harvest. Frogs do have teeth. Yes. Yes. They're grinding teeth. They have harvest of teeth. They're weird teeth, but they work. Hey man, just makes my it just makes my outfit more distinctive. <laughs> you harvest teeth, teeth. Give me a survival check. See how many teeth you harvest. I can survive. How many teeth does a frog have? Ooh, that's a ten. Because that's not a full mouth of teeth. No, it's... it just has like the biters. Yeah, I only got a ten. You get one. You get two teeth. Cool. Top and bottom. Meanwhile, I will take an action to use my wholeness of body and instantly regain thirty hit points. Which is more than I was damaged for. Good. Yeah, I'm gonna cure wounds on myself. <laughs> like a lot. You can you can mask cure wounds if you want to cure multiple people. It's a faithful spell. There are not that many people who are super injured, but everyone is injured. Uh, is except everyone, me now. A lot of people got eaten. Is everyone hurting? Yeah. I heard it more than eight people. Frog teeth look like a fine tooth comb. <laughs> Okay, I'll do mask your wounds. Oh, mask your wounds? Yeah. So that's going to be 3d8 plus your wisdom, which is 4. 3d8 plus 4 to everyone, basically. Eighteen to everybody. So you get back 18 hit points, so well. And I'm cool. All right. Thank you. There are now five tubes left in this room. How about we not? Hmm. Here's the thing. Are we not demolitions experts? Shall we instead perhaps bring this cavern down on top of this room? 
I'm good for that. Instead of breaking tubes open individually and fighting what's inside, why don't we bury it under the mountain of rubble? With wacky tactics? Well, I'm sure we can find something here. How high is his roof? About 40 feet up. Do I feel like there was more stuff above this? Yes. The thing that he saw, you still have yeah, that cavern tunnel. Let's see what's up on the next floor. I start going up the stairs. Why not? So you follow out through this uh, to the other side of the room where there is a tunnel that sort of spirals up and back, uh, back in on itself, sort of snaking back around. Uh, in here, you find uh, several desks that have all manner of science equipment on them, uh, chemical vials, bits of body parts that are sort of splayed open to look at the interiors. Um, some more some more of these, some more of those same crystal tubes, but these are empty. Um, on the far side, there is what appears to be a giant lobster in a giant tube. Is it rock um, lobster? It is not a rock lobster. I'm sorry, no. this one just jumps in my head. <laughs> it is a regular lobster, but a giant one. Um, so sort of who has flushed a stone? Sitting in a uh, no, no, sitting in a tube. Um, that is not something I would take. And you see the the sort of the the chemical the chemical uh, sort of the the life support tubes that were coming off of the cylinders downstairs all seem to connect to various devices on these desks and also to the lobster's uh, pin thing. So is the lobster in a tube or just in a tank? It's a, like a tube-shaped tank. Can I figure out what all these little desks and panels and stuff do? Or... In investigation. See if you can find something that explodes forcefully, violently. Oh... Investigation, not right. That's 17. Um, so looking over it, it seems like this is definitely this is the this is the experiment lab. This is where they were actually going through and sort of dissecting and finding things uh, to add in. It looks like the most recent thing they were doing was trying to combine uh, sort of seeing what aspects of the giant frog that you just fought uh, and what abs what aspects of certain immortal lobsters. Uh, they could uh, they could borrow for uh, they could borrow for uh, their troops and seeing what they do. Uh, lobsters tend to continue growing throughout their entire lives until something kills them, uh, and so they're trying to see if they were trying to see if they could apply that that sort of mutation to a more humanoid entity, so that the things that you fought downstairs would just continue getting bigger and bigger and bigger as they grew. Um, I mean, the downside of that is eventually you have to feed that thing. I mean, you know, but that's why it's experimentation. <laughs> that's why that's why they're experimenting, not finalized. Like, eventually, what kills the giant frog, if nothing else, or the giant crab, if nothing else does, is it getting crushed by its own carapace or not having enough food to eat. Um, lobsters don't get crushed by their own carapace. Yes, lobsters so, don't. Uh, once they hit a certain weight, um, they can't keep growing their carapace out. No, they can. They don't. They don't. There's no. There's no physical stop to how big they can get. Yeah. That's why they live in water. <laughs> Crabs can, yes, but not not lobsters. Um, lobsters are weird. Lobsters are weird. Lobsters are the weirdest thing on this planet. That's no, mm. that's a mantis shrimp. Mm. There's lots of weird things on this planet. Mm. Lobsters are one of them. Mm -hmm. 
Regardless, we, we've got a lab to investigate. Yeah. And by so, investigate, I mean smash. So yeah, uh, that's that's what you find basically. So they were they were working on they were working on hybrid uh, on a new hybridization. Uh, you also find a pair of gloves uh, that seem magical. Seem magical. Uh, Arcana. Sure. Fourteen. Uh, these are illusionist bracers. Ooh. Good to let you. Uh, uh, copy and activated ability, choosing new targets for the copy. They let you copy a cantrip whenever you cast it, choosing new targets for the cantrip. Nice. Whenever I cast a cantrip. Yep. Don't mind if I do. Once <laughs> attuned, you can find them in your. You can you can have them to your inventory. You want to take them uh, once you're attuned to them, which you can take a short rest to attune to. Uh, if if you guys want to take a short rest in the lab, you can. Once you're attuned to them, anytime you cast a cantrip, you can cast a second copy of that cantrip at the same time. So, like, if Ari used them, you could use two thorn whips, dual wield thorn whips. That'd be fun. Or primal savagery twice, and it actually doesn't have to be the same cantrip. You can just cast a second cantrip whenever you're using a bonus action whenever you cast a cantrip. Hmm. They're really nice clubs. <laughs> use a bonus action within her to cast that cantrip a second time. Nice. So you have you have those if you'd like to stay. Do you guys want to take a short rest so you can tune those? It would be handy in the next fight. Do as you like. I'm gonna give you a chance to tune that axe too if you want. <laughs> yeah. I don't want it. Yeah, you guys take a short rest. Uh, take a short rest is take an hour and you can spend hit dice to heal if you want. As well as get back in and then you get back on short rest. Okay. Sorry, feel me to fall. Which isn't spells, but you're welcome. I did say thank you. Oh, I didn't hear you. Yeah. Sure. I get sawdust off my phone because your husband left sawdust all over to you. He does that. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> And I get all my key points back. Right. So yeah, you guys need a short rest. Do you attune to the gloves? Do, cool. do you attune to the axe? No. No? No. Uh, why? Because. Make sure, by the way, uh, uh, on your character sheet, there are spots where you can attune to things. That yeah. Sure I listed do. my attunements, all three of them. Make sure you do that. You have the pyroconverger, the ring of the ram, and the gloves. Yep. Bracers, but yeah. They're bracers that include gloves, but... Hey! You guys took a short rest, so if you have any... Cool. I intend to... Yeah. We're going to I get my second point back. You are in the... You are in the... Experiment lab. Uh, this, there's another exit on the other side of the room that goes further up as well. Anything explosive in here? I mean, some of these chemicals might be, you don't know. Is anyone a chemist in the group? I'd probably be the closest thing you make a nature to that. Check. Huh? You make a nature check if you want. Do not have nature. Unless anybody has alchemist tools as Wait, nature is efficiency. Oh, nature is intelligence. Yeah, nice. I've got so I just nature roll check. intelligence, I guess. This is not a character's thing. This die rolls terribly. I should stop using this die promptly. Yeah. 
That I rolled three. That gives me a eight. I mean, you're pretty certain some of this stuff is probably acidic, considering the acidic nature of the goo that fell that uh, fell out of the tubes. Um, I mean, it's also not really going to hurt them. Yeah, probably not. Depends on the concentration. Probably won't do much to the structure either, considering most of this seems to be stone and wet. Yeah. I'll take the one... I'll go ahead and take one. Whatever is in the thickest wall vial, because that one's probably the most dangerous. Okay. You've got a vial of... You've got a thick-walled vial of acid. Thick. You can put it in your inventory as vial of acid asterisk. Cool. I'll tell you what it does if you ever use it. The last time you had a vial of acid asterisk, it was a problem. No, that was a vial of acid question mark. <laughs> <laughs> the different punctuation means different things. It does. Anything in here besides chemicals? Mostly just chemicals and notes, written notes. I'm going to check out the notes. Like you found, it's it's mostly just experiment notes. Like, you know, tried, tried applying... X hybridization to uh, subject Y. Nonsense. You can't really make you're not a cynic, so you can't really make it out. Only the decadent think magic should be pristine without cost. That doesn't apply to the cynic at all. Yes, it is. They're, they use magic. No, yes, but they understand that magic has a cost. It's explicitly why the experiment on Also, things. it's definitely not pristine. It's also definitely not pristine. Yeah, well. That sentence applies to the Orzov or the... The Azorite. Look, I'm trying to utilize the different flavor tests. And Simic is actually one of the worst guilds that we could come against for me to use flavor tests against. (laughs) You're just going to keep reading off your cue cards, big man. (laughs) Yes, at least I belong in this plane. (laughs) That doesn't make you special. In fact, it makes me more special. Yes. Also, special is not good. Also, the gruel is for everyone. They're the most accepting. Yes. So long as you're gruel. <laughs> yes. You see, I'm the one that everyone's going to remember because they've never seen anything like me before. You're just another centaur. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're the centaur that turns into a giant beast of metal and stone. That people will remember too. Okay, thank you. So, there is. What are you guys doing in the experiment room? Moving on to the experiment room. Knight stands up quite a bit. I guess smash the state. Except at night, which is what you really don't want to. So we move on from the experiment room, I guess. Okay. Smash the stage. He's a smash the table. I'm just, just, just for curiosity, say go over to a table. Just flip it away <laughs> from me. Away from me. You grab the bottom of the table, flip it up. Glass shatters on the wall. Acid starts draining down the walls. Uh, you notice that fluid stops flowing through a couple of those tubes. That's going back down to the to the creatures below. Hmm. I feel better now. <laughs> Go flip another table. <laughs> Same thing happens. More fluid stops flowing. There's acid all over the walls. Mmm. Glass a shattered. I pointed at a table. After you. <laughs> and now I didn't go up to the table. 
This is the table with the lobster on it. I so love the fact this that this table. is happening right now. You flip this table, the lobster goes flying, it smashes against the wall, it cracks, it dies as it hits the wall. There's more acid pouring all over, less fluid going downstairs. How many tables are left? two. I look at the goblin. It's quite enjoyable. You have gloves you could try out. Catapult it was table. exciting the first time, perhaps, but let's try something new. I pull out the uh, the pyro converter and fire it. <laughs> oh, yes! 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 <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, jeez, are you okay? Is the camera okay? The camera okay? Yeah, needs to be angled down and back over. Near. No, no, turn the actual arm. Yeah. Which way? In. In. Near. Further. There it is, right there. That's good. Cool. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> it's, it's, a tiny, it's a tiny plastic camera. It doesn't actually hurt me. <laughs> you just got up too excited. Pyro converter, that deal. Alright, roll, roll 46 fire damage. Cool. And roll a d10. I'm going to take all of my red d6s at once. That is many much red d6s. There's, hold on, I have another. Uh, here. Where'd my tiny one go? There's my tiny one. It's over there. You can also. Four different red dice of four different sizes. Well, hold on. Gotta start from smallest first. Five. Four. Two. Aww. You had a pattern going. Four. Eight. 10, 15. So the goblin pulls out this large over-engineered flamethrower, kicks a couple of switches, and then <laughs> just spreads fire all over the place. And it's an eight, so it doesn't blow up my face. It does not blow up in your face. I need a light. <laughs> yeah, because an eight makes nine, because you used it once. Cool. Oh, so it counts the time it that you use it? It counts the time you use it, yep. Every so time it you almost blow up. Every... So it's it's x d10 plus x x being the number of times you've used it. You used it once, so x is one. Okay, um, so it counts the time that you are using. Yeah, it counts the time you activate it. That makes sense. And if you make it, because it, that way, if on the first time you have to roll a ten to blow it up, second time a nine, third time an eight, yeah, etc. Because if it rolls in, if the total is eleven or higher, it malfunctions. I look at the I, I look at the last table. I uh, indicate to both of the, the last tables are on fire. Oh, you got both of them. It's a cone. Oh, nice. Ah. It's a ten-foot cone. I like your style. I flip the flaming table. <laughs> Which flaming table? Yes. Are they close enough together? No, they're not close. Ah. enough. the leftmost one. Okay, no. you flip the left table. Are you gonna flip the table? That's on fire? It's on fire. You can still flip it. I flip it. You <laughs> 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 look at the table, the bedroom's like, no! Minotaur just like head flips it. So mean. Times. Gotta get on that metal that metal uh, cover album. <laughs> you have completely wrecked this part of the lab. Did you want to flip a table? Not anymore. <laughs> there may be more tables further on. Is there like a little coffee table that you can just like <laughs> <A stool>. push over? <laughs> there has to be stools, right? They, they didn't just stand around. The place. Little, I mean, there, there were stools, you but you threw acid all over them when you flipped the tables. That's when we're all just on the same side. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
You guys share. <laughs> Continue up to the next section. Someone once tried to explain what the word cathartic meant to me. I think I understand. You find yourself in what appears to have been that 60 foot long rip uh, that, that you could see previously. Uh, there are, it's an observation, it seems to be an observation room, and it seems like that rip isn't actually a hole, but is glass that's designed to look, you know, okay. it's hard to actually look in. Um, you're seeing details that you should have been able to see from outside, but couldn't, so it seems like there's some form of protection there. Um, uh, there is. There are a couple more desks in here, a couple more tables that have writing on them. Uh, there is a telescope uh, in, on, sort of aimed outside the, aimed looking out the window. Are you going to flip a table as you walk in? I want to flip a telescope. You know, <laughs> the telescope, grabs it, flings it. You fling it at the at the glass. Sure. The telescope was flying out into the air. Yeah. Into the ravine below. I feel better. <laughs> I'm glad. The do the papers say anything of interest? Uh they look so you start going through them and it looks like they're field notes. Uh it seems like they mm. were test it seems like they were testing uh some of their uh, testing their uh their experiments under the ravine when it was filled with water. And you get this. You get the idea that the things that were operational, they probably took with them from this information, and those those uh, the creatures that are downstairs were just just weren't done. So they left them when they left. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems that without the water, this was no longer a viable testing ground for what they're trying to do. Okay. There aren't any chemicals on these tables, are there? No. This is just notes. This is. Well, this is their observation room. This is when they would they would let them out in the river and watch them from here. Gather all the notes on one table, light it on fire. I mean, you still have a scimitar of fire. If you were just... <laughs> I start. I pull out my tinderbox yet again, and then somebody else invalidates it. <laughs> all right, now you wouldn't. You took, a, you, should, you took a short rest. You wouldn't have the the flames of dark more. Um, so yes, you could use your tinderbox. Well, pretty flame. Green flying blade. <laughs> <laughs> then I whip it. No more table great. And now there's yeah, just this is uh, flaming paperwork just snowing from the sky. <laughs> you, have thir you, you thoroughly destroy this section of the of the lab. One table will be left pristine and sandy. Nope. I hurl it out the window. No, <laughs> no together. Yes. <laughs> let's see if we do can you try, make it. Do you try to make it across the uh, across let's, the say, let's see if we can make it to the other wall. Let me athletic check. I love uh, the do fact I get advantage because he's helping me? Yes. I love this. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! 33. So the two of them. I just wanted. Uh, the two of them grab the table and <laughs> hurl it out to the broken glass. And you watch it. Sail over, and as it hits the far wall, there's a shattering as it crashes through the other, what apparently was also glass, hole in the wall, revealing yet another observation post on the other side of the ravine. The camera just pans to the table, just sorting the out, table. out in slow motion, and it's I'm sailing away. As it turns <laughs> out, reckless destruction, as always, is its own reward. I say, pointing at the now revealed other other lab. <laughs> As I hold my fist up, 
as they grow close. Actually, no, no. I, I, I hoof fist your horns. You mean my horns? Yes. All right. Because, you know, Minotaur is a sentient bro. That upsets our child. Is there too much testosterone in here, Richard? <laughs> Shall we repeat this over there? I say, pointing at the other lab. Let's go. As you're standing around, you hear the sound of glass breaking three rooms below you. They're waking up. So oh, was this, was this the end of this building, basically? Yeah. Right. Cool. Do we have something to bring the floor down on them, or are they just going to come up and try and eat us? How thick are the floors, or how strong are they? They're currently 100 feet up. There is a substantial amount of rock between each room. Hmm. Also, I have learned from the Bullrick it is best to cause the cave-in after you leave. <laughs> Man, there is a window. I point out the window. It's a hundred foot drop. Then you can make an, a heroic escape of cavities. <laughs> it's best to meet our problems face on. I say picking up a table. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any tables left here? I thought we destroyed them. The one. The one? There's one table left. I don't need a whole table. <laughs> I'll take the other half of the table. <laughs> I, I grab half, I grab half, and just yank. Wishbone the table. Whoever gets the bigger half wins. You wishbone the table. <laughs> Give me athletic checks. Just individually, one. This is what I do. You got it. 29? Two. <laughs> you got the bigger half by a margin. All right. Leave your legs. <laughs> And I will I will wait for them to come meet us. Okay. You wait. I look out the window to make sure they're not going out the front. You look out the window? Yeah, they've gone out the front. They're out in the ravines. <laughs> Cowards! Leave us! I hold the table. Yes, so do I. Be a dexterity-based attack roll with disadvantage. It's a thrown weapon. Would it actually just like no, it's an improvised weapon. Okay. But Tables I... are not meant to be thrown. But can I still use strength? Yeah, you do strength. Yeah. So, so no, you can use strength. But no proficiency bonus. No proficiency bonus. Okay. okay. Unless you're originally improvised weapon, it's like a monk. Uh, eighteen. Twenty. So, if I so hold well, on, hang on, how hang on one second. Yours catches the wind. <laughs> and just like floats off somewhere else as it crashes down. Using the smaller one though, you managed to. Was that with disadvantage? Oh. Yeah, disadvantage. Uh, disadvantage. Uh, that is a 17. Okay. So yeah, both of yours catch the wind as you throw them, and the, the wind resistance just causes them to veer way off course and they hit the ground elsewhere. As you see, uh, five of those humanoid lobster things are sort of just like scurrying off east. I sort of lean out the window and how look. big was how big was that table that got broken? Um this size? Oh. Okay, so yeah. Um I sort of lean 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 out the window. The smaller and... part. As it's like it's now a hundred feet down, what's the range on your catapult? 
60 feet. <laughs> but like while it was in the arm. Oh, it has to be stationary. You can't, um, you can't catapult a thing that's in midair. Uh, I sort of look out the window and look up. What Choose the... one object weighing one to five pounds within range that isn't being worn or carried. What uh, yeah, those are our last chance for a heroin escape. What does it uh, look like at the top of the window? Yeah. I, 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 I'm going to rule that an item doesn't stop being carried until it stops moving under somebody else's momentum. Oh. <laughs> Otherwise, you could just be like, I use uh, I ready an action to catapult my opponent's arrow back at them. Yeah. I imagine that would take a pretty hefty reflex save, but okay, whatever. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm going to rule that it doesn't it doesn't stop being carried until it stops moving. Okay. Reasonable. Sorry, what was the question? Uh, I sort of lean out the window and look out. What does the top of this ravine look like? It's flat. It was like a, it was a man-made. It's a man-made ravine, so it's 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 flat, awfully flat. Uh, I have I do have Mason's tools proficiency. Can I tell if there's any like notable erosion or weak points in the rock um, that are visible? Sure, give me Mason's tool check with uh, wisdom. Yeah, that's what I mean. That will be plus eight, will be 23. Yes, there's actually, um, there's a there's a section that looks like it's going to fall in the next like five years, but if you hit it hard enough, it probably falls over. Uh, hard enough, would, would my staff be able to? No, like if you threw a minotaur at it. Okay. <laughs> I want a minotaur to throw minotaurs. Raising your head. How much she weigh? I bet I can carry you. Uh, Probably. Give me about one second. I'll be right back. I'm going to like flip out the window and run to the top of the ravine. Oh yeah, I can carry you. You run to the top of the ravine. And uh, I'll use one of my pythons to jam it into the rock and put a rope down. Alright. Climb up! You want to cause a landslide? I look at the rope. And then I look at my horse butt, and then I look at the rope again. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and. You can make solution to this. Uh, and we have disadvantage. I have a solution to this. I'm going to go ahead and ritual cast floating disc. Okay. So it's a floating disc that can hold up to 500 pounds, and it floats behind me. Yeah, I weigh more than that by a lot. You can take me. I'm a horse. He's a minotaur. You can just climb. Also, refinish reading that disc's description. Um, never mind. Three feet above the ground. <laughs> Wait. And if it goes over a hole, it just starts slowly going down. You can move across uneven terrain. Slow to Can't cross an elevation change of 10 feet or more. Okay, never mind. Yep. But the minotaur can just climb. <laughs> Yeah, I can I can run around to the other side. Well, they're going up to cause a landslide. Yeah. You don't have you fly? want to check the other lab first, I say, pointing at the lab that's across the ravine and not going to be hit by this landslide. We can check that one after after if you want to Do get. Do you know how landslides work, little one? Yes. This how one far, is how far across this ravine? Um. Probably about 400 feet from wall to wall. What are the odds of something collapsing here, blocking off a potential entrance over there? You'd have to know where the entrance was to be sure of that. Like, if the entrance is similar, if the entrance is like similarly to where this one was, 
uh, at the point that you'd have to cause the landslide to stop them from leaving or to crush them. Uh, they're not great odds, but they're still there. Like, it's possible that it could block off an entrance. <clears throat> Causing landslides is what my specialty in the gruel is. I know weak points in rock. Now, Minotaur, get up here so we can kill these things. Unless you want them to get away. I start climbing up. Can you athletic check? I'm going to attempt to climb the rope, too. Athletic check with disadvantage. Okay. Don't fall. You have a plus nine. It's not, it's not that bad. Mm. Rope makes the DC way lower. Fifteen. Mm. Yeah, you're, you're, you're good. Eleven. You're good. Okay. It's rough, but you're good. I I indicate the point at which a minotaur would need to apply a lot of pressure. Well, in my I case, said pre- even with my one, I can't fail. I mean, a one is a fail, though. Not a skill check? No, 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 no it's, on a, it's on a thing. Yeah, no, it's fine. So that's a 14. Yeah, you're fine. I apply said pressure <laughs> once, everyone, once everyone's... I mean, it's a what are you using to attack? Hmm? What are you using to attack? Uh, so, so what is it? Uh, it there's, there's basically a fracture point in, in the top of the stone that if you apply enough concussive force to it, it should begin cause the beginnings of a landslide. <clears throat> I, uh, as you're about to smash it, I look. Is, is it on the ground or is it? Yeah, it's the ground. Oh, so I can't really throw them at it. No. Darn. Never mind. Hmm. I'll probably just use my axe, my great axe. Uh, okay. Give me a tackle. Uh, yeah. uh, 22. Alright, now give me an athletics check with advantage. Okay. Uh, that is a 23. So you hammer your axe into the side of the wall. Your axe, being a normal axe, will not appreciate this. Uh, You jam it in and just sort of twist. And you hear a snapping sound as you break the haft off of the axe. Yeah, I have another one. There is now a metal axe, there's now a metal axe head stuck in the, stuck in the ground and you see cracks emanating further out along the wall down from it. I will kick it. You know how to kick the axe head? On the flat part. Okay. Yeah, I mean, stomp, use it like a wedge and just stomp it into the mountain. Give me an attack roll with your kick. Uh, 18. All right, now give me an athletics check with advantage. That is a uh, 25. You smash the side of the of the of the axe head with your heel, which causes it to dig in at an awkward angle, and just a large chunk of this section of wall begins to tumble. And as it comes away, the pressure it was exerting on the rest of the wall gives way, and there's just like this sort of cascading failure of the wall. We move away as from it... <laughs> You move away from the edge? Yeah. Good, because you start to lose about 15 feet of edge as the wall collapses. Uh, as you move away, you see this... <laughs> dust kicks up and rises up as the wall collapses into the ravine, and there's this smog cloud uh, obscuring the ground and everything down there. 
And as you look down upon your works, satisfied that you have crushed probably a lot of things as we're going to end for the week. Say bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Goodbye.